0: All right, boys, should we get into it with a crystal clear fucking audio?
1: Hold on. Let me get a beer that I can crack. And... <laughs> this, this is going to be the
0: saltiest. Yeah. Don't even I'm going to pout. I'm going to pout.
1: You guys go first, and then I'll
0: crack my shit one. <laughs> I mean, these are going to be the crispest clicks of beer cans I've ever heard in my life.
2: I mean are we cold opening and we're going right into just cracking? Up? I, I think
0: we should keep that open. But
2: Yeah, keep me pouting. That's fine.
0: If if we decide against it, welcome into the Four Beers podcast for another fantastic episode. Today we're talking about Jimi Hendrix, the Paula's Dead conspiracy, speed cubers. We're ending today with an interview. Guest TBD. First ever interview. So, first ever.
3: Yeah, well, I guess it's not TBD. Our first ever, uh, it's going to be James Anderson, uh, who is has a band, and they have an album coming out. It's a band called Chuck and Jay. And they have a new album come out, so we're going to talk to him about it. Um, but hopefully everybody notices that we might sound a little bit different this episode. Hopefully we're a little bit more crystal clear. Everyone except for me.
2: Yeah, everybody but Ty should sound much better.
3: Yeah, which he's a little salty about.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're professional podcasters now pretty much. Except Ty. Except Ty. Except Except for me.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happens when you buy Chinese microphones
1: from Amazon, some cheap Chinese microphones. Sometimes they don't work. And then when you buy Chinese dongles for your iPhone... Nothing works, which is actually probably the the real culprit, I think. So yeah, let's do a we five. Why we shouldn't blame our mics? Let's do a five. We while. hey, good guys. Root cause analysis.
0: All right, boys, so I think it's time should, to crack them. Should we?
1: Let's do individual cracks. Let's go around the microphones to crack okay. them, and then yeah. we'll go. We'll get to All mine. Right. Doing it. I already cracked mine into uh, Aaron's.
0: I said, "Crack of the century." Hold on. Oh, that was that a little, was a little wet.
2: <laughs> that's that's a problem with having a microphone right by your mouth is it gets a little splatter.
1: Good thing we got these pop filters in front. I'm just gonna go get mine oh. so I don't feel like such a loser without one. <laughs> so you, can you just put this. it in front of us. Practice. I'm just I'm gonna to sit it in. I'm just Hold gonna sit face. it in front of me. Yeah. For. Practice. Practice.
3: Practice speaking into the mic, Billy. Yep, yep.
1: Um, See, there we go.
3: What we really should be doing is some ASR, ASMR or little NPR radio news. Welcome in to the 4th beers podcast. I'm <laughs> your
0: host. Oh, God. probably going to come really quiet through. But, yeah, I think, I mean, I cracked my knuckles. They're probably going to pick up on that. Mr. Motor Motorcycle Guy down the road. He goes out for his nightly spin. We're gonna find out when he does that. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of background noise. We just have to ignore. yeah.
3: We'll this see. We will it. see.
0: But all right, let's hop into Jimi Hendrix. Rightfully so. I'm drinking Satter Haze. I got a hazy IPA.
4: Ooh, what
0: was the theme? Purple haze, all in your eyes.
1: So Jimi Hendrix. Where do we want to start with Jimmy? Born uh November
3: 27th, 1942. Uh died September 18th, 1970 at the age of 27. He grew up in Seattle, Washington. Widely regarded as uh the most influential electric guitarist in history, one of the I mean that's that's the cliff notes then I think that's the end of the topic.
2: All right, topic 2 will be
0: So So, there's a a movie out there. Um, All is by my side. I haven't seen, but I heard it's a, a good film that goes through his career and it gives a good portrayal of how he's recognized and introduced into becoming the star that he becomes. So there's a cool story about Keith Richards' girlfriend. I don't know if you guys came across this, but she kind of picked him up and got him on the right track and lent him uh, one of Keith Richards' guitars. And he played it for a few shows. Um, I believe it was the Stratocaster because he's kind of known for playing the Fender Stratocaster. And he... Uh, smashed it on stage in front of her, and she got really upset about that. And uh, I think he had kind of proven himself to the people he needed to by that point um, before he signed a, a record deal and ultimately went to London. But um, I think we need to get into what he did with his guitar because it is unique to most artists, and it's still widely talked about today. A
3: I, I read also that Keith Richards' girlfriend introduced him to the Chaz Chandler guy, which was the basis from the animals. And and then yeah. he introduced him to Clapton and together this Chandler and Clapton kind of uh, helped him found the Jimmy and Hendrix experience to which he found his other band members for that. But that's, that's crazy how the trickle down like the know a guy who knows a guy and his guy kind of a thing. And then someone recognizes how phenomenally talented he was. Which, I mean, before we get to the guitar part, he was a super sick guitarist, but his voice, I mean, not, not that great. I mean, that was kind of his, a little bit of, uh, like I said, a downfall. And, I, and if I had to guess, that's probably why he wasn't, he was playing backup roles before founding the, the Jimi Hendrix Experience. And that's likely why, if I had to guess.
0: So when he peaked, he was the highest paid musician at the time. And I think his, um, he headlined Woodstock, right?
3: Yep. But also, I I read, um, kind of brain in here, but I read that at one time he was making 100K per gig, the Jimi Hendrix experience was, And his manager took it all and the band members got like nothing. And he had at that time when he was, they were making a hundred K per gig. He had like
2: $20 in his pocket,
3: kind of a deal. And so he was just getting completely
2: boned. It happens to a lot of people, you see. So Not, not definitely not the first artist to ever have that happen to him.
3: No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Drew, you mentioned like things that he did with, with the guitar that were so unique. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like... I mean, I've picked up a guitar and I've taught myself how to play shittily, but I'm not going to act like I know um, some of the shit that he was doing. But when you hear other like instructors and other famous guitarists like Clapton, right? When you hear them talk about him in such high regard and, and talk about some of the things that he did, as uh, not just a soloist where he was just going on these awesome runs and these awesome uh, solos where he's using different bending techniques, different, different chords that, you know, he's got the Hendrix chord out there where he kind of repurposed a chord that no one used, doing things that nobody ever did before, but the underrated part that all those guys were talking about, and really when you listen to it, uh, I actually watched a YouTube video that kind of explained this very well, but his his runs as he's just doing rhythm guitar. He, You know, he's, he's doing his, his verse as he's, as he's singing. And he's constantly doing these runs in and out of that rhythm guitar that just keeps it fresh and interesting. And, you know, when someone points it out to you, it's those types of things where you're like, that's why I really just jive with some of that music. It's like, he's doing some shit that I didn't even realize he's doing. Wasn't even paying attention until it took someone else to kind of point it out to me. And I'm like, man, that's why it's so, it's just so, and I could see how it was just revolutionary for its time, you know.
0: A lot of the crazy guitar players out there, you don't realize what they're all doing with one guitar until you watch it live or watch a video of it. Because when it's just a recording that you're picking up through your ears, you can't um, distinguish. Is it two people playing? Is it a track um, set over top of another track? But you you don't understand the technicality of it until you see it. Right. Yeah.
3: And the other thing that they kept talking about was his ability. So many guitarists can do some crazy things, but it takes several takes in a, in a studio and whatnot. And then when they come out on stage, they play like a watered down version of it. Right. Well, with him, they, everybody you, you hear, they say, dude, he could just play it perfect on spot, like whatever he wanted to do. He could he could just do it at any time. And uh, they they were attributing that to some of the people that were closest to him attributed that to him. Just if he was cooking, if he was just going about his normal day, like making eggs in the morning, he'd just have a guitar in his hand and he'd just be sitting there playing as he's like frying eggs and shit like that. That seemed like an extension of his hand almost, which is, is pretty cool.
0: So one of the crazy things is he's so well known and Always in the discussion of greatest guitar player of all time when that's brought up. And he's, he was only around for such a short time because he, he died at the age of 27. He died from ODing in London. And I think it was ultimately like he ended up choking on vomit or something in his sleep. Um, but he only produced like four albums and he went from hero to hero in a matter of, you know, such a short time and it's crazy to me that he's this well known and prevalent has so many hits for album
3: yeah um I know he did I mean it, can I you guys know. hear me yeah,
1: yeah okay. was,
3: is that your phone going off of yeah that? I
1: was trying to figure out why my <laughs> mic wasn't working and yeah that's my phone vibrating so at least you heard that my headset my headset that I normally record on died. so
2: we're having all sorts oh of technical difficulties. It's, uh, Actually, it's just Ty. Everything yeah, it's I, I everyone do. else is doing great. Ty over there, yeah. Just. yeah, having a great day. It's just a we
3: banner week going. for me right now. <laughs> but I mean, Drew, you mentioned that he had, like went from zero to a hundred with his fame. I mean, that's somewhat true, but also he put in his time too because he went. He was in the army. He was in like the 101st Airborne for like a year. Broke his foot as a paratrooper or something, and then after that's when he started. Uh, playing pretty seriously, but during that he put in several years where he was just doing backup shit. And well, in the army everybody...
2: thing, do you think he broke his foot on purpose? Because it sounds like he wrote some letters to his dad where he really was not enjoying it. And yeah. the only reason he went to the army because he got caught grand theft auto twice. Yeah, choice.
0: <laughs> was either go to jail or go <laughs> to the army. Yeah, so I don't think he was enthused about that so much. And maybe the no, broken I, foot. I think there was some controversy on how he got discharged. I read a little bit about that, too.
2: There was a
1: lot. I didn't, from what I, I didn't read too much into that. That's interesting. From what I saw in the YouTube video I watched about him, there was some like thought that the U.S. Army called him. like he, they, they said he was too focused on guitar and all that stuff. So they might have uh,
2: insinuated that he was gay, which at the time was grounds for removal from the Army. Mm. Interesting. That did definitely be it. It says his dad sent him his guitar after a while with what his girlfriend's name was on it, handwritten, Betty Jane was yep. on it. So So he was
1: Go ahead, Ty. Jordan, you talked about before how he was like constantly poor. <clears throat> the video that I watched also talked about how he was constantly pawning off his guitar for a couple bucks to like make it through the week and then he'd go get it back at the end of the week. Which is why he always was needing like Keith Richards' girlfriend to lend him a guitar so he could play.
3: That's yeah, nuts. Like, someone that good going through spouts where he couldn't even practice, and then at other times in his life, he would be sitting there with eggs, just, you know, cooking eggs in the morning and couldn't keep it off his uh, hands. But, Drew, you mentioned, you know, his zero to a 100. I mean, realistically, I'm just looking at the dates. Are You Experienced, their first uh, album released in 1967, and he – was out of the army in the 62 so he's got five years there where he was struggling and i mean times where they said that he would just be sleeping on the you know on the ground outside basically homeless you know kind of a thing with his guitar so i mean he had he had five years where he struggled but once he once he took off you're right it was like zero to 100 launch pad he they did are you experienced in 1967 Access Bold as Love was also in 1967. Electric Ladyland was in 1968. They're just like cranking these out, and uh, then he did the Band of Gypsies uh, album, which was in 1970. But they they mentioned that a lot of times people, well, I guess people accredited his their their able ability to like rapid fire these albums was because he wouldn't have to do many takes. He would do one to two takes. And boom, the whole band just, that's exactly what we wanted it to sound like. He was just able to just nail it, knock it out of the
2: park every time. Which is just a huge testament to his skill. You always hear, like, the artists that only do one take and everything. I think sometimes, too, it adds a little imperfection there. So, you know, sometimes when an artist does, you know, like a hundred takes and they just, like, crop in the best parts together or whatever, I I feel like it's a little cheating. But when you go in there, I mean... as not an artist uh, when you go in there and they just do like one long take or whatever. I think the imperfections make it kind of cool too. Yeah. It, it gives it, it gives it some, some style too. Cause I mean, each time you're
3: playing it slightly different and when you're vibing with another group as their, their bands, you could see how their music would, would lend to that. Right. When he's just in a groove that first couple of times, boom. Okay. We, we don't want anything else. That was phenomenal. Like that, that was exactly how we wanted it to sound. So, I mean, it makes, it makes sense, especially with
0: someone like him. And to those bands that do the multiple, multiple recordings before they finally get something that they want to produce, like, you go watch those bands live and it's nothing like what you hear on the CD or... You know, yeah, like, typically, so, they strip it down. And yeah. watching Jimi Hendrix live, I mean, there's videos of it out there. And I didn't get too far into watching his live videos, but watching him live would just have had to have been incredible because he's doing the exact same thing I was doing in the recording studio. We're also and, really know,
2: sick of was at Woodstock. So, With his,
3: uh, with it. I uh, see. I learned something here with researching it and maybe this is just because I'm an idiot, but maybe I'm, you guys are all going to make fun of me, but his, we've all heard his national anthem at Woodstock, right? Mm-hmm. Where he played, he played it in the morning, <clears throat> kind of woke everybody up, kind of a deal. Yep. Well, apparently, like he incorporated some of those; those noises were like dive bombs and explosions and stuff in there, and he was incorporating that in the guitar. And I didn't realize that that's what they were supposed to be. Huh. Like I just, I just thought he was just out there shredding and being kind of gnarly with it. But if you listen back after having someone, someone having said that, like it's very clearly like a plane dive bombing and like you hear the, the run down, like the, so ear. Was,
1: and like he does that with, with the guitar, which is fucking crazy. From the background, like the video that I watched, they explained that <clears throat> he was actually playing the anthem as like a protest to Vietnam because that was going on at the time. So that might be why he was trying to incorporate like dive bombs and different And he was kind a
3: paratrooper. Of, I mean he would
1: know yeah, right. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. So yep. that was modern that, that's day, pretty cool. Modern day uh, Jimi Hendrix is probably pushed to Gary Clark Jr. now, right? Gotta be Gary Clark Jr. He's Yeah. And
3: and even even that, like if you listen to a lot of a lot of Gary Clark Jr.'s stuff, he takes so much from from uh, many people but Jimi hendrix has is, is got to be one of his best best inspirations because you can hear it like he'll even cover some of his bits of his music within another song like you know how and this kind of lends into the whole like anything you've heard after Jimi hendrix anything that's happened after Jimi hendrix is kind of it, it kind of sucks because all these artists take bits and pieces. Like he did all the exploratory stuff. It's kind of like the Beatles. They do all the exploratory stuff and revolutionize these new sounds. And of course, yeah, they get credit for it. And they're the, they're the, the best ever, but like every music after that people have taken from it. And so now me as someone who wasn't there in the time, listening to Jimi Hendrix for the first time, I've already heard all of these other musics, which, you know, which, which also take from it. So it's like, you can't even go back in time as someone who wasn't right. born You have to, to listen el- to it and get yourself in that moment. Eliminate so all those references everything. that you've heard already and yeah. hear that for the first time. It would be a completely different experience. Like you, if you flipped on, if you if, imagine grabbing that record from the store, right as it came out, throwing it on and just being wowed because that there was nothing like that ever created. That's that, that would just be wild. See, and it's, you can't even think about it. You can't even put yourself in that perspective
2: well that happens all the time right you're like man back when this person played this board back when that person did this it was the first time they ever did anything i mean there's got to be people like that that do that in our time that we when we see it we we know that's awesome but we really don't i don't know kind of care as much maybe you understand what i'm saying or maybe yeah you, just don't, never
3: you don't you don't give it like, as much gravity yeah the only you know, one
0: the only one i can think of like in our time that was a game changer for music is something like Skrillex for EDM stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I wasn't even I talking mean, about Skrillex
2: or EDM. I just Jesus.
0: Mean, like... No, he set a full weight of music that <sighs> went that direction. But he was like the first to do it. And I'm just comparing Good god. Jimi Hendrix with a guitar. You're comparing it, uh, Jimi Hendrix to Skrillex. 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 That's done something new. Dear god. Okay. I was scared. <clears throat> that that uh, everybody's done everything. How can you get any more creative with music now? It's a hard thing to do because every chord progression, has been a song. Like.
1: Since, since we're going to talk about a conspiracy theory sur- surrounding an artist's uh, death or alleged death, did you guys run into anything about Jimi Hendrix's death that you saw that might have been a little conspiracy-based? Not
3: conspiracy-based, no.
1: Well, so I saw there was some speculation on the video that I watched. That um, by the time when Jimi Hendrix died, he wasn't really putting out this. This is all speculation, too. They thought his his manager thought he wasn't focused enough on his music. Um, so some guy allegedly confessed to murdering Jimi Hendrix by getting him drunk on two bottles of wine and feeding him sleeping pills. Um, and then that guy claimed to have an insurance policy on him for two million dollars. But the manager that did that, I, I don't know. When, when did you say Jimmy died? I think... 70. Okay, so in 71, this guy that was alleged to have murdered him to collect the insurance money also died. So any potential of finding out if someone murdered him died with that guy.
2: Hmm. I, I might
3: have to go looking into some of that then. There's a that, lot of that,
2: stuff on here that he was interesting mixing drugs and alcohol from a pretty early time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: he, he mentioned that that he wasn't
2: going to return
3: he's going to return from the UK in a casket that he he literally mentioned that to like some of his band members and his close friends.
2: I mean, you always, I don't know when I was, I thought of Jimmy Hendrix, I always instantly thought of like LSD because I mean, it's, it's in the seventies, right? So like that was
3: counterculture, drug culture.
2: Yeah. That was like a big thing. And all of his covers are like that trippy kind of swirly stuff anyway. So I mean, he's definitely, definitely wasn't using it lightly. They call that psychedelic rock, Aaron. All
0: right. He was into some stuff. I actually came across an artist. Um, it's a girl. She's incredible at guitar and it sounds a lot like, uh, Hendrix kind of style. Her name's, uh, Jackie Benson. Huh. V-E-N-S-O-N. And she's out of Austin, Texas and she's you got, got like a out of following, um, on her pages. I looked her up and stuff, but I came across her on, uh, like the Reddit late night streams, it was just like the most popular one that popped up. And she was just jamming, doing a little practice session. And I would not doubt if she becomes way bigger than she is. Cause if you watch her play guitar, it is awesome to watch. And the comments were just going crazy. Like she's the female version of Jimi Hendrix, blah, 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 but super impressive. It was really good. I would check her out.
2: Is she like really Ooh. little? I think I've seen, if it's her, I've seen some girl on Reddit. No. <laughs>
0: No, she's um, she's kind of got, like, a, a big, like, black curly prototype that she's in front of, like, the psychedelic-looking backdrop and stuff. Oh, I mean, but she's it, not, like, it, a kid? No, 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 she's better.
2: Okay. That's not the same person, because there's somebody going on, or at least every now and then on Reddit, this little girl that can really, she's much better than I am at Guitar today that much right now. She's, like, 10. It's much better than I'll ever be at
0: guitar. I I needed some more Jimi Hendrix in my life. I haven't listened to him much, so it was good to talk about and bring him up again. I need to go listen to more Jimi. He's, he's
3: one of those that are so re-listenable. I mean, it's just you got to throw him in the constant rotation. All four of those albums just you, you loop back to him once every now and then, and just kind of go through a couple times. I do that with you know all the classics, Zeppelin, Beatles. Jimmy, you know those types of people. I always have them on a constant repeat.
2: I oh, just no. wish they—they're uh, well, not that they're too slow, but they're almost too soothing. Because normally, when I listen to music, I'm working out, so I need something more metal sounding, I guess. It's you just know, your it,
0: environment, environment you're in. You're not listening to Jimi Hendrix in the gym. Yeah, that's not right, what that's what I'm music,
3: saying. and that's normally I love, when I listen to music. I love music about that tempo, about that uh that style where I'll listen to at work, like when I'm at my desk, like just it gets me in the mode to like just crank out. If I'm, you know writing code or do whatever I'm doing, I, I'm like I'm just gonna be in the zone. Just because it, I'm just
0: It's good driving music too. Bob them yeah. when you're in the car, goo.
3: I only listen to the I'm four drives podcast when I drive though, Same. so that's just a that's just a
0: given. All right. Let's top you,
1: The right.
0: second topic of the night: All is dead conspiracy. You cracking them? <clears throat> cracking them? All yep. 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 Let's do it. All
2: uh, right. Wow. That was so Chris, crisp. Remember. So crisp. Pretty
0: crisp. So crisp. It's so clean. Crisp. The cracks on these. crisp. Incredible. They, they,
2: <laughs> what? I'm so sure What commercial is that where it does do the? I um Dr. Pepper.
4: It's the sweet one.
0: So yeah, somebody one with the FAs out there listening to this, if they don't have the urge to go crack a beer right now, I don't know what else we can do.
3: I don't even know how you could listen to this podcast and not be cracking a beer. Did uh, did I already say that You kind of have
2: to be half not drunk listen to want if to you're listen not to you're drinking to to that much? Yeah, I, well you did, I took back you, you, on the list. Is that is that on there?
1: What? You can't listen if you're not drinking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I you, you
2: know I broke you broke that rule, dude. I was hungover at sin. I maybe spoke a so, hundred so, words that whole episode. Yeah, I got some comments
1: on that actually from some people that you didn't say much so, that episode. I'd,
0: I'd love to hear back from the IPAs on what they do when they listen to the pod. Yeah, so some of the regulars, like, what do you guys do when you when you listen to us? Do you have a Sunday routine? Uh, like, what fits your schedule? Or, or what do you do when you on. listen? Yeah,
3: because to be or honest, if, to work? If, I, if I if I if I release this and edit some of this stuff on perfect timing, I would I would put it out on Friday, so that way someone driving home from work might grab a casual or right after work on maybe not driving home. <laughs> we you know don't I mean. encourage that. <laughs> But Good, like a it. casual, a casual on Friday afternoon after, after work, After you, get you home. grab some, grab some casuals on the way home
2: is what I'm saying, yes. and you drink them when you get home, obviously. Correct. Ty. But do you no. think we're we're that hype of a podcast? Like. When it's Friday after work, I'm in go mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're not. You're not listening to a
0: podcast. Sure. Yeah, I'm not listening more good. idiots I think, talk about. I think Sunday morning, and we give them a full day of doing nothing to get it in. Yeah, they're... but that's that is why I try to release it at least on
3: Saturday, so that way maybe you're right. doing something benign on Saturday where you're just kind of fucking going through the motions, maybe yep. cracking a beer at noon. I don't know why I said the word benign, <laughs> but
1: <laughs>
3: anyway, it's it. the right
0: word. If you have a preference, we'd like to hear it, because uh, we'll try to help you guys out. We want you to keep listening. We appreciate all the support.
1: All right, so Paul is dead. Paul's dead. When we talk, when we talk about Paul, we're talking about Paul McCartney, of the famously of the Beatles.
3: Who wants uh, to give the the background of it?
2: Uh, I have it pulled up Maybe have a good one? Yeah. The basics. A, you want me to go over it? I watched just, a pretty yeah.
1: comprehensive YouTube
2: video if you so, wants we'll, to. We don't
3: have to get into the theories yet or the, yeah, yeah, the evidence, sure. but let's Go just ahead. get the basics how, of right, what it so, is. So
2: how it started is there was a DJ in Detroit that accidentally started this whole kind of thing. And he had a guy call onto his radio show and was like, hey, if you listen to the White Album, number nine, number nine, it's uh, intro from Revolution 9 and play that backwards. You'll hear some stuff. So if the guy plays it backwards or on air and the words he hears is turn me on dead man. And then the next song um, is Strawberry Fields Forever and is claimed to say that John in that when you play that backwards or at the end or something says I buried I buried Paul. So that 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 is basically what started this in 1966 is that he's actually dead and yada yada. yada. So that I mean that is legit how it started. And from there, it's so, taken on a whole thing. <clears throat> so in terms of how Paul McCartney died, allegedly. So hold on.
3: what is, what What is the theory? Then? The, like, the, what's theory the,
1: is, the theory is a car crash. that that Paul McCartney died in a car crash after an argument with Ringo Starr. And John Lennon, throughout the rest of time, like after that car crash, um, hid a bunch of secret messages inside Alomar lyrics, different things, to hint at the fact that Paul was dead. The other part of the theory is that Paul was replaced by a body double named Billy Shears, who is a man who went missing in Canada around 1965. And the motive for this whole thing was that, A, you know, people didn't have are to too, deal with... The Beatles are too big to die. You can't let them die because of...
3: So much money there. Correct. and And also, you know, people wouldn't have probably been able to handle uh, Paul McCartney dying kind of a thing. So Right. But I mean... There was uh, the the thing that the thing that uh I guess everybody goes to is the whole you know the artwork, the playing stuff backwards, the leaving all these messages, and the playing stuff backwards stuff is cool because here's the thing like the Beatles actually did that in their music like they actually did do some of that they they I, as far as I know, they were some of the first people to do that where they would they would play the guitar. And they'd play it backwards, and put it in their music backwards, so that way it would sound like sort of like an Indian like sitar. Like I don't even know what that that uh, si- I don't even si- know what that is. It a sitar? It's a sitar. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, you know you know the the sound that I'm talking about. I mean everybody yeah, they- can just listen <clears throat> to any of their music. Um and and they'll uh what's the what's the album with Man? That's like the one of my favorite albums, and I can't even revolver. Uh, is that revolver? Okay, yeah. But anyways, the black and that, white cover. That 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 album has a ton of it. Uh, Chiefs just scored, by the way. Yep, touchdown. But um, who was it? Finally, finally watching uh, music, Robinson. Robinson. Anyways, yeah. right. it 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 is it's it's interesting because on one hand it's corny, and on the other hand the Beatles actually did that shit. So now whether or not they did that with their voices, I don't know. That I'm just anybody's confused. Ever, I know I know they played their voices backwards, but did they ever try to make their voices sound Playable like backward? Yeah, because that that that's kind of a fucked up thing, and I know people used to do that with like, and it's my favorite thing is they used to do it with like, uh Britney Spears music or whoever. And be like, well, and this was like the inception of YouTube where they would say, uh, you know, if you play this Britney Spears song backwards or this whatever song backwards, I don't it understand. Says this, it, it always cracks me up. It's like,
1: do you think they really did that? Dude, like, so I, at, the, at the end of Strawberry Fields, sorry, Aaron, real quick, at the end of Strawberry Fields, um. Uh, John is allegedly saying, I buried Paul. Yeah, I buried but Paul. When you play the original master of it, from what I saw on YouTube, all he's saying is cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. Cranberry sauce. So, like, the YouTube video I watched, the guy said, if I put captions under anything, I can make you think you're you're For sure whatever I put the captions right. in. It. But anyway, go ahead.
2: No, I think, I think in Strawberry Fields, they play back. But I want to know how... Like this was done, and when did I say this happened nineteen nineteen sixty six so what what's yeah, like this coming 1971. out like what what is are they recording on? you know what I mean like what was the technology back then to vinyl to well to dub something like even in software to dub something in reverse to make it sound like a beat no they abs- they absolutely did it though. I don't know what the software was, and what no, I, think intentionally I think they i think they yeah,
0: I think they experimented around with stuff. To try to get that to come out, and they were they would record something and play it backwards then and there and hear how it sounded and alter what they did to do that. I, they definitely intended to leave subliminal messages but that's, back behind with that. Yeah, get, that's dude, so they,
2: crazy they, to think about. Like what? Well, they were That's huge. so much. That's so <laughs> much effort and time, but you really so wanted of, to like hide up somebody dying. So part of no, it, no, no, no,
0: I I don't think it was. It was just around the death thing because they did it for other they, lyrics too. Yeah, it was just so, is out of their own entertainment. I, so the,
1: that's fine, so, the, but... so the origin of like John Lennon throwing in all these crazy lyrics and like even I am the walrus. Like this is the the, the point that the video is making that I watched was that like John Lennon caught word that schools in in the United States were teaching like breakdowns of lyrics that were teaching meanings that he wasn't intending uh, to be behind these these lyrics. So. He threw in a ton of gibberish into the next album intentionally as a big middle finger to these people that were teaching the meanings behind the lyrics that weren't the actual meaning.
0: They, they wrote songs that intentionally had lyrics that didn't make sense.
1: Right. So, right. And John was quoted as saying the one time, like,
0: let them try to figure that shit out. So... so and, and that goes back to the whole conspiracy because, A, this is probably the first conspiracy that ever came out. Yep. This was people finding out, um, the, the backwards, playing the record backwards and hearing the words. And then they started finding the artwork. They started finding pictures. They, they found all these meanings that they thought meant that Paul had died. And so I, when this came out, um, I, the Beatles kind of played into that. And I think they egged him on because they they cared so much of the feedback that they were getting from their albums. I think they fed into this conspiracy theory and they Absolutely. added some of these hints just to mess around with people. And well, the it, the record store did it too because they I think they provoked the Beatles to put things in playing backwards because it ruined vinyl. They had to go buy two of them so they could sit there and try to mess with the it, one to figure it, out stuff and and then have the other one for their listening so it increased sales and it it really added another like spectrum of what the Beatles were about and everybody at the time was trying to to pinpoint these things if if Paul McCartney was actually dead and the the artwork and all these signs and everything that they point out I heard a line that if you were never looking for that in the first place you never would have noticed it it's yeah, somebody with right. a they have a a thought like just engraved in their mind so they're going through every ounce of detail to try to prove that point yeah and it's really far out there I pure like confirmation
3: you. bias like that yeah. that's, that's that's some of these conspiracy theories i shouldn't even say some almost all of the conspiracy theories that are out there or you have a theory in your head and you confirm it with whatever bias you come into that with and so ultimately it the cool part about this one is it's very Let's say innocent, they're, for the most part, innocent. A man really, is dead. To third no, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> what? What's the? What's really hurting that someone who isn't harm? Who's it hurting that if I if I was a staunch believer in Paul is dead, let's say, yeah, who am I really hurting? It's, I don't really think anybody. Paul McCartney's fine, and he's just
0: still a rock star. Yeah, nobody you know? believes that Paul's actually dead.
1: I mean, I, mean well, I wouldn't say
3: nobody. I, but, there are well, definitely. The
1: actions that someone would take to the, prove that Paul is dead no. isn't, isn't dangerous. Whereas, like, right. Pizzagate was a conspiracy and people died because of it. Or, like, Sandy Hook, that kind of thing.
3: So, I did want to get into, like, if we all have, I don't know how many of these U.S. have listed, but there's a ton of different, we kind of skipped over it, like, clues in their music, yep. clues in yep. the artwork. So, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart, Cl- Hearts Club Band is if you can picture that album covers the colorful one with the, the flowers and a bunch of people, right? Well, there supposedly is a ton of things and I'm, I would never remember them all, but the the basics of it is, is that the bed of flowers is, you know, it's his funeral and it's like a bed of flowers over a grave. There's even some nuanced things about, you know, what people are wearing or that there's some older pictures of the Beatles in there. And then also on like the, on the drum head, if you put a mirror up to it, <laughs>
1: that's the craziest one. That
3: is wild. Like who <laughs> the fuck figured that one out? If you put a mirror up to 11, it, like upside down, like top top to bottom, upside down, it says what was it? Was it? It's, I don't. It's even eleven. It it's, down. 11 one, it's eleven. One
1: no, eleven eleven nine. One one die. nine.
3: He died. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which, which what was it? One one nine. Like that happened it's to be November Wednesday, 9th. Which no, or yeah. One, no, hold on. It's November 9th, He died. Is referencing the day that Paul McCartney and Ringo got into the argument, and then Paul stormed off in his car and got in a car accident. And then on the back, um, one of the Beatles, Paul is facing the opposite way, so you don't see his face, so that adds some mystery to it. But one of the Beatles is pointing to a lyric specifically that says, "I can't." It, it says something to the effect no, no, five of, "Like o'clock. five o'clock on a Wednesday," and that's supposed to be so five eleven nine.
3: O'clock, okay.
1: Yeah, it's five o'clock on whatever. You know, think, Saturday. I'm.
0: I know exactly that's what wind lyric wind. you're singing from your guys' interpretation of that. I can. I can hear it in my head. That was beautiful. No thanks.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that so the, the 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 band members pointing to that lyric. So they're saying that the day and time that he died is hidden encoded on this album cover and artwork. Um, and that's just one of them. That's probably it, the. Biggest one, and, and then, then that, Strawberry
3: Fields is also a. So I mean, Strawberry Fields forever, right? Strawberry Fields was the name of a of a cemetery. And yeah, in Liverpool near where they, I mean, right where they formed. And basically. that's and that's where that's where Lennon mumbles, uh, I, "I buried, buried Paul, Paul,
2: yeah, cranberry
3: sauce backwards yeah. or whatever." Yeah, so I mean, um, there's a lot of cool stuff that, like, once you start to dive into it. You could confirm that and be like, well, how
1: would that even ever
3: be coincidence?
1: Well, there's another in one. Your too, mind just does crazy On Abbey Road, like the most famous album cover ever. Um, they're walking across the street, and the front person's dressed all in white, and that's supposed to be the priest. And the next guy is, I Christ. forget what he's wearing. It's a
0: Christ in a white suit. Christ in a white then, suit. Yeah, and then, then, then a preacher,
1: preacher behind him. Yeah. Undertaker.
0: Ringo is in all black, The Undertaker. And then it's Paul with no shoes. And it's like the the dead person suggesting a corpse. And then, uh, George is in the back with all denim suggesting that he's the gravedigger. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then in the back of that photo on the album, there's a, there's a beetle, which I think is the car that he was supposedly had been driving when he got in this wreck. And it's, no, it's just, it's, it's, but the license plate's 28 if. And it it actually turned out it's like. He would have been 28 years old if he was alive in that year. Yeah. And it later came out that the license plate was number one, and they had asked for that car to be moved, but they couldn't find the owner, and they had to keep it there anyway. And it suggested that actually where that street is, they were walking away from a graveyard. Huh. Across the street from a graveyard. Sure. But there's all kinds of things that um, Paul with the a black flower. There's a picture with all these guys wearing red flowers and they're Paul with a black like one on like a sign of death. Or the photos where Paul's underneath a set of hands and they're just they're saying that the, the hands are a sign of death, that he's under the hand. And so once this came out, you can go back and so much of it is before even the date that he said. And they they're yeah, finding yeah, connections find
2: in anything if you just like right. assume a lot to of coincidental,
0: but but it's cool in the fact that it's one of the first it it's the like most known first conspiracy theory where somebody was on to something, um and they they found they all on these something. clues that they all, for sure. they they all turned into <laughs> detectives.
2: Yeah, I, I don't mean know about the detectives is so much as just. Well, warping your me, mind it's like, to believe whatever you want to believe well, in that situation.
0: The Netflix show, Don't Fuck With Cats, when there were those two people on Facebook that turned into detectives to find the killer, killer or whatever. T- well, t- t- I mean,
3: that guy actually fucks with some cats. Yeah, and they actually
2: yeah, they yeah, do t- things, too. But those like, people were those Zoomed people into were a window, street. saw a street sign, and street light, and then like, all right, that's Russian. Okay, well, yeah, Russia that's, has... that's like,
0: what these... Beats- that's what these people did to Paul McCartney's death no, back in the '60s. What these people did Alleged to death.
2: Paul McCartney's death was like, oh, he's not wearing shoes. Oh, it probably means his dad. That's the no no, detective a ton- word. That's, no, I don't no, really they, look too they, much into. They it. was a bunch a lot of stuff. Of things.
0: There's a ton yeah, of symbolism. They, they connected a bunch, and okay, we're not going to. I mean, there's a, so many a
2: detective work. That's you putting your spin on something.
0: You need to watch some YouTube videos that yeah. aren't that long that go through all of the points that they're saying on why they would support that because it's it's too much to explain right here and it would get super boring. But when yeah, you t- start hearing twenty things in a row that all line up, it just makes you think a little bit and it's it's creative and it's it's kinda neat to listen okay. to. This is coming here's, from the guy my... that
2: believes in Sasquatch. Well here's okay. my take on it. Is my
3: take on it is I mean I don't I don't disagree with Goo here, but At the standpoint of, we didn't do a good job of laying out every single thing and in order and all of the things. If we would have done that, you can make a convincing argument. These people have. Like, you just go Google a good 15-minute video on Paul is dead. You're going to be fucking,
2: you're going to be like,
3: whoa, that is insane. Like, whether or not you believe in it, you're still going to be like, wow, that was insane.
2: I I agree. If you're listening to this podcast, pause right now, do 20 minutes of research and come back.
3: We probably should have started with that, honestly, there's, yeah, a, because, there's, a, there's a really good YouTube that have been video, a good basis,
1: at least the first there, half that I sent there, out. There,
0: there's yeah. a lot of other people that explain it way better than we did. Oh yeah, we're and, not doing and that we justice at mean No, we didn't mean, no, when we we didn't mean to explain it's just over it either.
2: Voice, yeah. and we don't have pictures and evidence where they're highlighting stuff. Exactly, but
3: we probably should have said, if you don't know what we're talking about, go out and look at it.
1: But, I mean, it's a pretty widely...
3: I think everybody knows uh, of this conspiracy. I hope our it's listeners are curious suspicious.
1: enough that they'll go out and look on their own without our coaxing.
3: But regardless, it's all, in my in my opinion, as many conspiracy theories are, it's it's all like confirmation bias. You you have an oh, idea and you are fitting it because you are intelligent enough to see the connections in all of these things. And so many times it's it's the most intelligent people that are conspiracy theorists it's because they can make the connections between different um you know different things right so it's, whether it's the documents or whether it's you know <laughs> art cover and a lyric
2: or something backwards but um, what i hate is when someone smart enough to where i can't debunk them at face value is telling me something but you like just know there's something off there and you have to like go back and do research that's what i hate the most and I think that's well, – if, like, we're going back to smart people doing things, like, a lot of those flat earthers that throw all this math on the screen, you're like, uh, okay, I'm clearly not smart enough to do the eighth derivative in my head of this. Like, what are you talking about? You don't need an eighth derivative to disprove the flat earth. but anyway. I know, but, like, they're that's what I'm saying. They're doing something where I can't calculate it clearly. They talk
1: – well, that's the thing. They throw so much information at you so quickly that you are caught off guard, and you're like, I don't know which wrong thing you said to pick out first.
0: Right. So in this case, it's different because we're, we're, looking, it's, we're looking at this from, you know, 40, 50 years after it happened. People are going through these things as new albums come out, as new pictures release, like, and the Beatles had been broken up or they stopped as a group when this was yeah, they in get full old. swing. So, so Paul McCartney was out in his old, uh, he was out at the farm. He was just living his own life after this all had happened, and he had to get reporters at his house to have interviews to prove that he wasn't dead. And because there was such a big following on that, and and like you said, it it, it was the the radio that talked about it, and the news articles that made this yeah. popular. And uh, you know, he was featured in a Time magazine article. And it, if you took the front cover of the Time magazine and looked at it under a light, there was a car on the back side of it that went right over his head, Yep. which is how he was supposed to die. So there's all these things that are, like, conveniences, and they're they're well, funny to look back on, and I don't... There are people that will truly believe that it happened, but it's just... The, the, a lot of it, the, the mindset's already made up before they even find any clue. The
2: Times one is for sure put in there, because it was after this conspiracy, so it's definitely somebody... You know, being like, all right, let's, yeah, let's, let's do this. Yeah, messing around. Thumbing their nose at it, yeah. Right, right. I
0: think the Beatles themselves had a hand in that, too. I think they, they fed off I'm a I'm not saying they too. didn't
2: hide stuff in their music after the fact to, like, you know, I mean, there's, what's that saying? There's no such thing as bad press or whatever that is. So, I mean, if more people are going to buy your albums, like you're saying, to, to mess with them or to look at them or there's more people going to be, like, giving you attention. Then heck yeah, why why not just roll with it and and kind of slowly throw them scraps every now and then. Mm-hmm.
0: But and that that kind of goes to what the Beatles were about. They have so many lyrics that have different meanings than you intend. Like they are that mysterious kind of lyrical band that this would fall right in line with something that they're about.
1: Well, and there's like you said, they have so many songs. They're so prolific that you can just sit there and nitpick for days.
0: Yeah, All you can pick out songs. anything. Right. Yeah.
3: And here's the thing: you can say something that doesn't really necessarily mean anything, like Ty was right. mentioning. Like, and someone's going to find meaning in it. It doesn't matter if it's a book. It doesn't matter if it's a poet, you know, poetry, whatever it is. You say some things that are somewhat ambiguous, ambiguous, and <laughs> someone's going to find that was a weird mental. Split, but,
1: on the wrong syllable on that. But,
3: <laughs> but uh, you, you'll you'll find some meaning in it if you want to. Like if you right. want to, if you, if you're yeah. gonna,
0: that that's a summary of this conspiracy is, is I think they so too. yeah. If we had they, they all found meaning in things that it. weren't weren't meant to have meaning behind.
3: So I mean, if we all sat down to rate it, where I mean, what where, where are we landing on it? Is that like, is that just the, of the, pack. the consensus? What's, what's our of the pack. scale? Like, what, whether one it's being like no
2: way, and ten being like yes, he's dead. Is that what you're saying?
3: I don't know. What are What should I rate system B? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> on a like scale of they, 1 to 10, would, okay. 10
2: being the most likely that the conspiracy theory is true. He is dead, and this is a fake, basically is what you're saying. That's 10, right? Yeah, yeah. It, he's dead. Then the conspiracy theory is 100% factual. Alright, I'm going to land with a, with a 0.1
1: I'm going to go with a five just because it set up all the future conspiracy theories that like fell out of this. Like the Avril Lavigne is actually a Oh, yeah. We're going to the, we're gonna have
2: to, we're yeah, going to have to, we're going to have to get into I that just, one. First. I she had a huge there. makeover there. You, you, no one's going to deny that. Well, no. Deny that. We'll, well, we'll, for, we'll, we'll definitely have it. to discuss that on, future, <laughs> on a future,
3: <laughs> uh, on so. Yeah.
1: But I think it, I think there's it was more good in the sense that it set up basically all these other musical conspiracy theories or just conspiracy theories in itself. Yeah, yeah. I don't, if we're going on believe, like whether or not I believe,
0: I'm gonna go
3: fairly low, uh, maybe like a two or three, maybe two, honestly. But the the evidence offered, I'm I'm on tie side. Like I think it was like crucial, cool stuff. I'm glad it happened. It like opens the doors for everything else, and uh, it's fun to joke about. So. Just for fun, I I like to give it an eight. Like, I love to just poke about it. Yeah, definitely like one of the better
2: conspiracy theories.
3: I'll like link people, uh, like whether it's a work reference or whatever it is, I'll just like send them a link that Paul's dead. If someone ever mentions (laughs) the Beatles or something, you know, I'll do that one every now and then just for funsies.
0: Yeah. So I rate it on if I think it's true, a two as far as interest and. because it was the pioneer of conspiracy theories and kind of set up nowadays dead Twitter. I don't know I, the I'm Shane, it's like conspiracy
2: theories, but it was definitely one that kept feeding you throughout the years. Where some were just like on one event. This one was like every time like, they did something or every time they released something, it rehashed the whole argument again.
3: It's it, hard to it, say what the pioneer of conspiracy
0: right.
2: theories is.
0: I mean, that's I, true, but this was the most popular one. So when there was media involved, I mean, even in the 60s, this one was pretty widespread. Sure. Yeah, but if yep. you like
2: what's the first like Blair Witch? That I mean that's, I mean, that's conspiracy theory. I mean you can no, talk you about a, Sa- a guy in 1500 Salem 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 said yeah, something Salem about the Salem stars.
0: Trials,
3: whatever it is. High. Blair <laughs> yeah. Witch. Blair Witch is a shitty <laughs> movie. <laughs> movie. That's the one with the shaky camera. Yeah. With low I'm production so quality, startled. basically. Basically, lower production quality than Ty's the headphones, temperature dropped two
0: degrees in that corner. But yeah. I'm not talking about the first person that had an idea that was outside the normal thought process. I'm just saying the most widespread. Jesus. I mean, Paul McCartney's death yeah. was the first mainstream conspiracy theory that was publicized out in the public yes. eye yes. for yes. people yeah. to contemplate for themselves.
4: Yep.
0: yep. All yeah. All right. Third topic of the night, we go to Ty's favorite subject. Can't get his hands off this thing when we're recording. There I were... was just yeah. bored for a little bit. And specifically, I... we're talking about speed cubers. So we kind of based the topic off a Netflix show, Crack 'em. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, a Netflix documentary, real short film called speed cubers. And it goes over the. Latest championship, um, they have an, a, a full event with all the different Rubik's Cube sizes and competitions that have world records attached to them. So it focuses on two characters, um, Max Park and Felix. Brilliant. Yeah, Felix. Felix, uh, Zemdegs or something.
2: Zem, um, Zemdegs. Zemdegs.
0: So, the, the show focuses on those two, and they're mostly the, on
2: Max, to be quite honest. Yeah, Max, Max
0: is the up and Felix is the veteran. So, AKA Felix kind the of greatest
2: holds of all the all time records. They call.
0: Felix holds all the records, Max is breaking them. And uh, so, we want to talk about Rubik's Cubes in general, speed cubing, the Netflix stock. We just want to hop into all of it. And, uh, yeah, I'll so, start
2: off with the documentary. I think uh, the docu series is pretty good. Now, if you're gonna, not doc, what? Not docu series.
1: It was 40 minutes long. Okay, which yeah. is my com- which is my complaint about it. But so, anyway, docu yeah, episode, docu documentary, docu <laughs> Not documentary.
3: everything has to be a series, Goo. Come on. Well, that's what okay, I mean.
2: But it's not even. That's what we're saying. It's 40 minutes long, right? Yeah, so it it's very not even a, a full documentary. Like it's not even an hour. It's like a s- episode or something. Um, yeah, But I think it was good from the aspect of – so, like, Max Parker, you'll quickly learn. I don't think he's going to give away anything. He is on the spectrum. And I think it was great from the aspect of, like, showing that your kid can do things and be good at things and still be relatively normal, even though he has, like, a form of – I think it was autism. So, yeah. it's very inspirational, and it's great. Now, if you're looking – to find like a history thing on the Rubik's Cube. This is not it. Like this does not go over anything about the Rubik's Cube, how it was, you know, come up about like all the different ways to solve it and yada yada yada. Strictly documentary series following two guys and mostly one of them has autism. And and to yep. me it was like
3: being I I had no idea any of this shit. And I watched it, you know, I had a, had a few beers and and was watching it late like on a weekend cuz I'm a loser. <laughs> By myself, <laughs> and um, I was just
2: I was wowed. Let's say, like by it, it by makes so many,
0: cubes cool. It really, oh, so awesome. they
2: definitely geared this toward a younger audience for sure.
3: Like the, there were so many things that I mean, the fir- first off, because just because goo mentioned it, um, off the get go, it's not really gonna spoil anything because you find out very early in the documentary that. Max Park has autism, and he's a fucking kick ass cuber, and that's the whole story too. So it's not giving anything away. But like, if you'd have told me in the beginning that I'd have gotten emotional or like been like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, yeah. It felt it like something strings. about at about a fucking documentary about Rubik's a cubes, like <laughs> a forty yeah forty 40- <laughs> minute documentary about Rubik's Cubers. Yeah. I just said you're fucking shitting no way. Like I actually went into this and was like, "Ah, it's probably fine because normally what you guys say is like, you know, when you guys say, "Oh, something's pretty good." I I'm going li- to I'm going to watch it or listen to it whatever because of that. And uh, I trust we have you the same guys' taste. Yeah. And for sure, it blew me out of the water. I was not expecting that just because something about
0: Ruby's Cubers that, you know. So, I I was going to bring up the emotional part of it um because if, if somebody's we- like emotionally weak, you're going to need tissues for this thing, which is oh, not yeah. what you expect for a Rubik's Cube documentary. For sure. Right. I'm telling you, like, I, it caught me off guard for the story behind it because it's the inspiration behind this kid that doesn't excel at much, but he's so good at this, and he's on a national level. Be- I mean, war, 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 world 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 level, Yeah, it's
2: not that he doesn't... Uh, excel at much. What what gets me is that his parents are using this to like teach him Break, what, like breakthrough. Yeah. So apparently with autism they have like troubles with like hand coordination. Oh my god, I can't even talk. Hand eye coordination. Hand eye coordination. There you go. For and... you, it's mouth
1: word or coordination. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that apparently this is helping him, and the fact that he like can be in front of people it's helping him. The fact that he can fail in front of people when he, like, has only yep. bo- one goal. Like, and the that, uh, what Khalid, Kal- Kal- what's the Australian guy's name? I always mess it up. Felix. Felix, okay. Felix. Uh, he's, he becomes, like, this inspirational model to Max and, like, they even showed when they went out to eat and Felix was like, oh, Max, don't forget your, like, greens. And is like, yep, yep, greens, greens. And the parents yeah. are like, oh, if Felix tells him to do something, he's going to do it. Like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And this Felix that, that, guy, he's a kick ass dude. Like, yeah, he's awesome.
3: What, a, what an all star. So like, that
1: those whole, two that are whole both. Sweet. Yeah.
3: Felix really, it,
1: really cool
0: is Max's role model to a T, and he doesn't do things unless Felix does. And Felix was in this um, scene a long time, and Max grew up watching Felix and wanted to be like him. And that's the only reason he ever got into it. And, yeah. and wanted to be so good is he wanted to be as good as Felix. And and turns out the kid's absolutely incredible at it. And if you look at the world records of Rubik's Cubes, Max has half of them. I mean, all of
2: them, but one, right? They have,
0: there's like, no, there's all kinds of them, but it's like the four by four lowest time. The, the main ones. ones. Six, yeah. Seven, so, they get so the way the documentaries
2: and, broke it out was that Max holds all basically all the big time ones and felix owns of all those he only holds one and they keep going back and forth on like who can hold it's like the three cube average or something i think it's called yeah so the the big one is the three by three rubik's cube because it's the original rubik's
1: cube and the two big world records are the fastest solve of that and then also the fastest average solve time so i think they do three they take the average time of that so i wanted to get into some of the semantics if we could okay let's do it um so
3: world records, how, how on earth are they standardizing the way each cube is quote unquote randomized it, or do they, or don't they? Is it very, so I think there's a
1: minimum, I think there's a minimum number of turns that you have to do to a Rubik's cube to make it solved. And at some point it becomes the same level of, um, difficulty in terms of how many turns it takes to get it back to a solved state. So it's just number of turns. Yes. Okay, so I think there's a maximum. I think it, once you once you scramble it enough, I think it reaches a maximum number of terms. Because terms that it, that
3: because it they can even be talk solved. about I looked that up.
1: They even talk about easy solves
3: and hard solves. Yeah, I, see, I didn't even look this up, Ty, Drew, because I knew Ty would probably know it.
1: So <laughs> I, I don't figured, actually know that I much figured about it. I he would just probably say that. It,
2: <laughs> you know, I I Which found I that was a serious.
0: It, it takes fifty to sixty moves to solve it a three by three. And they're doing this under 10 seconds.
1: So when I solve a Rubik's Cube, I do it by, like, building up layers. So I get one side solved, and then I solve, get the middle, and then I get the top.
0: How to solve it. And I, I, I did want to get into that. But just the, the sheer amazement on how they do this. I mean, when you watch them, they're doing two or three moves at one time. And it yeah, yeah. you can't even comprehend. So when Jordan talks about, like, the randomness, they... They have a box over the cube. They pull the box up. The The player gets like five seconds to look at the cube. They and go it's over longer it.
2: than five seconds. I think it's and around like and hold seconds on. While you're there, it's, dude, it's, it's, while it's as long 20. as you want. No, no, no It's no. as long There's, as you want. No, they're timed. What?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they're
2: given analyzing. a time limit. They, they yeah. have to stop analyzing within then, that time limit. Okay. but It might be like a minute, which is longer than
3: they need. But In some of the events, they're given a couple pre-solves. Like pretty like setup maneuvers what is that about does anybody know anything about that i don't
1: know this is what this is my criticism of the documentary i wish there was another documentary that supplements this for people that want to know more about it like you just asked because there were a bunch of things that were going on there that i was like curious to know more about but obviously it wasn't the focus
0: of it that's a good criticism of this documentary because i feel like the people that are going to benefit it the most are people that solve Rubik's Cubes and try to be fast at it. They understand what's happening more than the average viewer on uh,
2: Netflix. I, I'm going to disagree with that. I think this documentary series hit exactly where it needed to be and for the masses and it yeah. does not go into I don't, all the, yeah. the stuff I think that we wanted to. I think to Goo's point most
3: people don't actually give a fuck if they randomize uh, it's it just a in a certain story. way or if they look at it for five seconds or can have five uh pre-setup moves or whatever the fuck it is. That's just probably us being annoying. But <laughs> and when I say us, I, I think I asked the question, so it's me being annoying. But those were th- those are kind of some of the things that I was thinking while I'm watching this. I'm like, wait, how do so like first off, like how do they randomize a the cube? And um you know how long do they get when they're looking at it? And then B, what are these like little setup maneuvers that they're allowed to do? So they they look at it, they're allowed to have a setup maneuver, then they like set it down, and then they put their hands on this like Matt, and then they go to town, like once yeah. the timer starts. And like, I, I didn't know anything about this process. Like, or is there like a standard yeah, set of solves? Was, like, that's what they, I was getting they, to. As, just as far not as let...
0: how they do it, nobody knows watching it. So if anybody's getting anything out of it, you'd have to know how to do that. That was my point. Like, they yeah. Netflix things more of a, a motivational, inspirational feel story. feel Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, in the doc series, you can see them, like, take it behind some curtain. I don't know if there's a machine. There's just a bunch of guys back there spinning the cube as much as possible until, like Ty said, it hits however many turns, and they just keep going after that to keep it random. Uh, but, yeah, they, they clearly get this cube comes to them randomized, it's hidden in a like a covering, they open it and they, dude, when you're looking at them, their thumbs are spinning the top part at the same time their pinkies are spinning the bottom part now, are these cubes like, because you see them sometimes when you buy them in stores, how like the center square of the cube is actually a circle and the edges are rounded are the cubes loosened? because I feel like whenever I mess with a Ruby's cube there's no I can't way that answer in been this so well,
1: fast. So, you, so, the cube, like, the first time I ever saw a Rubik's Cube, it was in my grandparents' house, and it was old as shit. And it was from, like, 1970 or something like that. Go I mean, bragging, really
0: Ty. <laughs> it's their
1: cube, How is that bragging? Okay, we don't, just, don't okay. But it was super Rubik's hard, hard to turn. That, what that's I'm, what saying I'm saying is, it was super hard to turn. Yeah, so, I don't remember if you saw it, Aaron, but did you see the one with the circle in the center of it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they were just like really spinning this like a top.
1: Yeah, it prevents lockups. So when they're going to go like trying to do all these quick maneuvers, like if you do that with a like the Rubik's Cube I have, it's probably going to get locked up because it doesn't slide as easy. Right. So there,
0: I, I saw a list. Uh, I wasn't even trying to find this, but I found a list that had all the different lubricants or style of Ru- Rubik's Cubes to help feed cubers you can, so use, they're, Vasily, they're, you can
1: use silicone like, spray
0: things that they do to these uh so they spin freely
2: yeah yeah and that's what i'm asking is is there like a i mean it, this sounds so nerdy but there has to be a point to where they're like all right the cube can't be any more lubricated than like this or can't be any it can't be so like easily spin in this and Yada, yada, yada. Because, I mean, their cubes that they're using, when you watch them, like I said, when they flick like a side, it just looks like it's spinning like a top. And from the Rubik's Cube mm, yeah. I mess with, you have to crank it. Like, it takes a physical oh, yeah. It's turn. Yeah, probably old. Yeah, probably, but still.
0: So, let's, let's get into how you solve a Rubik's Cube. So, Ty, you're the master at it. No, Give us your master. strat.
1: Not a master. Not a. There's not a strat. Um, basically, it's a set of algorithms. Well, I'm sure there's Adam's an algorithm sol- Correct. So when they when they said that these kids have like 300 to 400 algorithms memorized, what I was trying to explain by how I like do it and how I only know how to do it is by solving one side and then you build the middle and then you solve the back the back side. These kids know how to do it where as they spin all this shit, it builds. All at once, and it's done in yeah. three to seven seconds. C5. They've got they've got tons of different algorithms based on where this this block moves and this block moves and this block moves. and Then I do this, and then I'm done. It, their pattern, it, rec- their
3: pattern so, recognition has yeah, to be. charts. Chart.
2: I always get a little hurt so, when someone says an algorithm because that to me that means like a mathematical kind of thing. This is strictly well, pattern recognition. An, an algorithm, algorithm is a pattern. Muscle but but, muscle memory. I mean.
0: It's simple algorithm, but, but
2: Goo, there, yeah. there is an algorithm though. Like when they see some of these,
3: what Ty's trying to say Those is he algorithms. would, he would, he would build it up like slowly, and yeah. then have an algorithm to solve. So that's an algorithm for him to build it up, and then there's an algorithm once you've built it up to solve the final piece. Like basically, what Ty knows is, I, I, know I don't want to say algorithm. this, but like two or three algorithms, sorting pattern, well, for, no, at I'm most, scared. no, because Ty know, to build know it up is an algorithm. Yes, to, yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. is building. So you know at least two. You need know, well, have, have the build up algorithm and you have the solve algorithm. That's the way most people know how to solve. And solve here,
0: here's how it goes. There's the CFOP method. I looked it up. I'm like, how do you how do you speed cube? And it's a it's based off this Frederick method back from like the 1980s. And they when they build it up, they're building a cross. Yes. Because from that, they can they know the the moves to make. So, so there's the look- whole step process that you have the cross. Then you go the first two layers, then you're building on the final layer. But they don't do it
1: that way, the speed cubers. No, they <laughs> recognize different situations in which they can apply different algorithms, and they build it up as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah. So they've they right. they've, they've figured out a like a, an optimized algorithm basically. It's not that they figured it out; they can recognize the pattern that um, they memorize the correct sequence of moves to do it the fastest. Right.
0: Right, so, so their build-up pattern might like, be different than the next guy's.
1: Right,
2: but uh, no. Well, they might not, not be using a build-up pattern. They just know that if these cubes are in certain areas, their brain already knows from just them practicing the applicable, so much. The, the applicable it's, this
3: is the thing I need to do to this solve is yeah. to this, is to the, get, this is the pattern I need to spin to
2: get. This are the turns I need to do to get me to the fastest time. Like, I see this here, this needs to move there,
3: and then this needs to move there, and there's a million other things going on, but, like, th- they know...
0: Instinctively. It's insane that their brain can process the whole That's cube what I'm and to do it under ten seconds in fifty to sixty moves, like just like that.
2: It's pattern recognition and it's like muscle memory. And what's cr- what's crazy awesome. is sometimes is these guys will throw it down. There's a penalty for stopping before the cube is solved or like throwing the cube down. It's like in a half spin because they've mm. in their brain they're like, all right, thumb turn this thing and now I'm done. And they just release it in the air and like try to hit the pad as fast as possible
0: so right, you have to set the key they're not first. even
2: i there's no way they're watching it and being like oh then thinking of it it's strictly like oh these are the corners okay boom and they just start twisting as fast as possible and there's something Close. in their brain goes you're done and then they stop right which because is-
0: it's so fast because you can't even process where a color is on a square oh yeah and it's always and, and, then, and then manipulate your hands to do that same thing in under 10 seconds when you're doing 50 to 60 moves. That's so what you were crazy. saying Goo
3: is kind of crazy because I I don't know if you noticed this. I meant to say this when we were talking about the doc more is like they can't stop cubing. So like the second yeah, they put, the second they put the yeah, they have the cube down side and they cube. put their hands down. They have a side cube. Keep their it's fingers like, warm. Boom, and they're just constantly Yeah, I don't even know. Like they're just constantly solving a cube. Whether they're out at dinner or whether they're doing
2: whatever, they're just like fucking constantly yeah. Yeah. solving a Rubik's Cube. That's one and of the things you see with that Max it's Parker insane. kid because he has autism. But it's but no not just him. True. It's not but just him. But they pick up a solved cube. You see them spin it super fast and make it super scrambled. Well, okay. I don't know so, if they're just doing that. And then they automatically no, so, unscramble it so quick.
1: No, there's a there's a thing with that, Aaron. There's an al- like an algorithm in terms of cubes is – if you repeat the same amount of turn, the same turns in the same pattern, no matter how many times you repeat that, it will eventually go back to okay. a soft state. So that's just like the so, rest. So what state. he's so what he's doing when he's spinning it around, he's repeating the same pattern real quick right. as fast as he can. And it's getting back to the soft state.
2: Right. So that's like the, that's like if you have just got done running and you kind of take like a slow jog down lap, like they're just sure they're just going he through just, the motions. They're not really solving it. They're just keeping like loose.
1: And if you're hearing me in the background trying to solve this one real quick, I'm trying to get to the solved state so that I can show Aaron what I'm talking about, where if I do the same amount of moves over and over and over again. I mean, I get you. When, when all... you
2: watch a documentary, they take up a solved cube, they spin it a whole bunch of times, they pause for a second, spin it a whole bunch more times, they put it down solved, and then they go on to like their next competition. It's, like, it's kind of crazy to watch them do it. it it's absolutely insane. No, oh, that's definitely it, not spinning near as fast. It'll as be it. on ESPN
0: no. one of <laughs> these years.
1: I'm basically a moron to those kids. I only know how to solve it one way, and I couldn't even tell you how to do it. I my little.
0: Man, I'm, I've never solved a Rubik's cube. It's a bucket list item for me. You now. can Google it online. Th- that's yeah. what I know not like. It's like
2: you is. can just Google these like algorithms, and now it's got to a point to where it's just speed cubing. Same with like video games where they like they do speed runs and stuff to me the fun part is you just trying to do it yourself right
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna do it without researching but i'll just spend as much no, time not. as i have it, to it'll take no, years. Not. yeah like I'll, that's I'll the figure problem no you're not
3: i i would actually but venture to who, guess that you're not going
0: to get it yeah so who not. did a rubik's cube back before the i mean these things have been around forever they There's, figured it out on their own
1: well, one guy figured it out on his own. He's a super smart dude. Uh, I don't know who is it is exactly. But He's trying to say that you're not super smart, Drew. Yeah, correct. This well, this guy was like also, I think, on the spectrum, like had Asperger's or something like that, and solved it. And then
0: this came went, out in like the 70s. They didn't look up on Google how to solve. Correct, but some I mean, guy figured it out.
2: They already knew, though. That's that's the crazy thing about it. Yes, it's just they're just it's 3D. Yeah, majors. but
0: it was it's an at-home toy. So you're talking uh a 0.001% of people that yeah, get their hands know, on a Rubik's cube. But you it's you know it's how, a
1: lot harder than you think it is. But back in the day Drew it used to be that these were stickers and when your kid fucked it up and you couldn't figure out how to solve it you just peeled them off and put them back on so that they that it was solved. Now maybe right now, it was a toy to go Say, this play with the checked.
0: Rubik's Cube and a.k.a. just shut the hell up and go sit in the corner for a couple hours. <laughs> like, you're annoying the shit out of me. Go over there and I'm solve the Rubik's, Rubik's Cube. I mean, Cube it's a very case. complex yeah,
2: toy to give to a kid, right? Not only is it the, the mathematics on solving it, but the inner workings of it. To think of something like this, like, that's incredible to me.
0: Yeah, it is It is uh, a, a big invention. I mean, how how the toys work, but you find some of the coolest inventions in toys on how like different, um, just basic mechanics that they, they oh, use yeah. in like small kid toys is so cool.
2: Sidetrack. There's a Netflix documentary. I think that it's called the toys that made us. That is yes. incredible. <laughs> CNN <laughs> original, but yeah, I Netflix think, uh,
1: original. realistically,
2: the,
3: the Netflix. Original, about the it. The toys that made the us. The guy on the pursuit of happiness, Solved it in a cab ride, so
1: Drew's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Will Smith yeah, did. Yeah. So
3: I mean,
0: yeah. At this point, it's just to prove goo wrong. Like I'll videotape I, myself. I don't care if it takes five hours. I'm gonna solve a Rubik's Five view. hours. I, I think, think
2: is that the over under. No, it, it so might so take you fucking five to
0: ex-
1: years yeah. to explain how like easy it is once you know the patterns and how to like once you recognize them. At least from the way I do it, the very simple way. I taught my little brother. I think he was a sophomore or junior in high school. I taught him in like an evening. You
0: taught him. I'm not going to do background research, though.
3: But yeah, here's the thing. The fact that Drew knows that there's basically two ways to do it, where you build up the sides in a way, and then you employ a, a repetitive algorithm to finish it, that's already too much. Like that, you're like, already giving well, him like, too much of a hint. I don't think too mind. much of a hint. He's not going to able to like, no, no I'm not saying it is. There's, there's like four, there's like my, four my or five. Point patterns, is, by the imagine, way, imagine if you didn't know that. Like, if you didn't know that, that's right. the way to solve right. it. You're just trying okay. to,
2: motherfucker. Maybe, and you're I'm not, really, if in the you're dark. super smart, that's too much information. No offense, Drew, but I don't think we're on the level to be like, oh, now I just need to understand my sorting algorithm. I'm saying you get that cross
0: pattern and then it's muscle memory from there you know you have to do these motions yeah but you, you don't know you don't know the muscle memory I don't know the, no so i have to figure out how do i right. get the square on this bottom corner over here to the middle of this other one right all
3: right Drew's i'm gonna, gonna buy one and he's gonna try it and then he's never gonna yeah. get it done Because he's just gonna let it go. Go back to to the record.
2: If if you what's the over under right now? Like honestly, what do you think? Five hours. hours, That's the over under line. I'm taking the over. Five hours? Are you serious? It'll take him five weeks.
1: It'll take him five hours to figure out how to solve one side. Yeah.
0: You're You're saying saying it's gonna take you five years. You you watch watch your moves and see where it ends up. I'm yeah five hours. No way. No,
2: no way. Okay, we're all taking the over, Drew. If you win, I don't know. We'll all do something crazy. But if I mean, we clearly win. If you win, if you win, you're clearly not tapping into
1: your intellectual potential. Oh, that's 100. Sure. You're sm- You're smarter than your than you're, You've been letting. You should off go your back to school life. and be a PhD. No, no, you shouldn't go back to school. You should dr- you should drop out and start some sort of because you're clearly not you're smarter than
2: what you've been letting on
0: this all time. right well if this is all it takes to prove you guys that i'm genius then i'm up for the task
2: all right let's all start. right let us let us know if you're taking the over under drew five hours
3: yeah hit us up on twitter or let us know if you you
2: bought a rubik's
1: cube and, and you solved it
3: god i hope you haven't <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into topic number four here, which is our first ever interview. James Anderson from the band is it? Or, is it a band? Is that what you guys
1: call yourself, or is it a group? Like, yeah. yeah. Is it a music? Or, or, or is it a, co- is, a collect- is it a collective?
5: Oh dang, we're trying to start a collective right now. It's just a two-man <laughs> boy band.
0: Two-man boy band. I read that it's the most loved on duo in history.
5: Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. The most slept on duo in history.
3: <laughs>
5: Longest slept on duo in history.
3: So Chuck and Jay and you've got and you've had some new new singles out recently and you have another one coming out on the 18th. Yep, we is got
5: that
3: one right? coming out on the 18th. Um, so, so the one coming on, on the called?
5: 18th is called. Uh, dang, what's that one called? You might have to you might have to edit that out where I forget what my song is called. <laughs> it's
2: called.
5: Oh, no, we're definitely doing that part. <laughs> yeah. in that part. There
2: it is. The song is called "Do You." Do you? All right. Do you? Yeah. Do you on the 18th? Good shit. Where can we find this song? Wait.
5: So that you can you can find this song wherever you listen to music: Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Deezer. Because uh, LimeWire Oh my what god, is what is li- Lime LimeWire? So we can rip this illegally? Napster. We
1: don't have to pay for it? Deezer <laughs> sounds like you're kind of fucking with
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, if you had to think about which uh, song's coming out, that means there's more in the background waiting to come out then too, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, so uh, me and Big Chuck, we do a lot of music together, like, pretty frequently. Um, and so we and we've been doing music together for about 10 years or so. Um, so we have a ton of music out there that under are under different names. Actually, um, the, the prior artist name that we have out there is TKL and we probably have like 50 or so songs out there on Spotify, a couple albums. Um, but when we started this new project, we found it, it was easier to, um, like promote a single rather than promote an entire album. Spotify has some things that you can submit songs to editors, but you can only submit one song at a time. So we're just kind of mm-hmm. experimenting with this new project like
3: that. But we ha- so we have a lot of songs in the bank. Interesting cuz I was going to say I saw you've had a handful of those singles like Automatic Classic, The Times and Automatic Classic, which I don't know when that came out but it hasn't been that long ago, right? That was fairly recent ago. Yeah, like uh, about a month month ago. Dude, that one's a banger. I like that one's that one is catchy. I don't know if you you guys got a chance to listen to that before. I yeah, heard it. I
0: liked all three there. On yeah,
2: it was that, that one, was, one is, is that's the one you super sent sent in the tech. Uh, I don't remember which one I sent. I that was
0: the latest one.
2: Yeah, that's
5: yeah. A, We we made that and then we were like, this is an automatic classic. So that's what we named it.
2: Uh, that's funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> so like are you are you the main uh or do you guys write these songs like together, or, or is like one of you more of like the lyrics one's more of the music oh how how's that work?
5: um yeah, so we we usually sit down together um pretty frequently and we'll like make beats together he ben big chuck his name's his real name's ben he's he's a multi instrumentalist uh plays the keyboard, plays the guitar plays the trumpet. Uh, the, whatever he, he, he can play pretty much anything. The level of skill on some of the instruments is questionable. Sounds uh, about like Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <obviously. laughs> can
0: he play sax?
5: You know, he, he I mean, he doesn't own a sax, so, so I've never seen him play. sax
0: We can get into that later on too. Yeah. So if, <laughs> you, if you're looking for like a
2: backup saxophone player, that's going to be Drew. Like, like if like you the want sax man? Sh- shitty yeah. background
0: sax, yeah. <laughs>
2: like you misses the keys. Yeah,
0: Ben and I have a lot of things in common if we're mediocre or around average to a lot of things. So I've actually played on Broadway in Nashville oh, with wow. an egg shaker. Like I did the, the beaded <laughs> oh, egg shaker. So that, yeah, that's why the same.
3: He made
2: he made a living on
3: that.
5: That's awesome. Did you make did you really make some money for doing a <laughs> gig?
0: No. I have a cousin <laughs> that plays down in Nashville, and uh, I went up on stage with them at a little record shop down on Broadway Street, and I, I just did the the beat in the background for him one song.
5: That's awesome. I uh, I feel like people, like, you don't get enough credit that you deserve. The egg shaker is hard.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, when I was in front of all five people, it was pretty tough to keep a solid beat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <let's say> <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously.
4: <laughs>
5: it's not like oh, in shoot. your room where you can just, like, do it. Do it regularly.
2: (laughs) I wish everyone could have seen that Uh, video. But I mean, uh, demonstrating how to play the
0: egg. Tambourine, though, like, I'm notorious for going uh, up to a band and uh, like around Toledo or a local dive bar or whatever. If they have a tambourine just laying there, I'm getting up on stage and I'm playing tambourine at the band. I've seen, we've been at bar groups and people got kicked
2: out
1: for
0: the soap on
1: stage. I'm sure those (laughs) bands love that. Oh, they hate it every time.
3: (laughs) it's one of those things that like they act like they they act like it's cool at the time, and then they're like, God, but I, they're reluctant. They're like, God, they don't, I don't got to give this to him. Yeah, I can't be they, an asshole. They don't want. And so then he guy, gets up there, I and he actually he knows what he's doing ish, so it doesn't sound bad. And so then they're like, oh, Fuck it, fine. He can play the rest of the song. We're not yeah but, wrong.
1: yeah, but then all of his friends are looking at him and not the band.
3: Yeah. So yeah, the bar- no. Does a bartender know,
5: like the bars, they know you there and they're like, oh, here's freaking Tambo walking in. Like,
0: <laughs> no, I don't think it's that frequent. This one, this one time I was, um, up there with like a Def Leopard cover band. Like these guys are wearing tiger and cheetah like leggings and I got pulled off by security, uh, from that one. But those guys were digging it. They were, they tried to keep me up there, but you know, sometimes it's a little too much. I've since grown out of that. That's that was college days, but like grown out of that. Um, Wait, you did it like a year ago. No, I have not done that in a while. <laughs> you did it a year
4: ago. To <laughs> so get back on
0: what we were talking about, um, <laughs> I, I'm very fine staying it. there. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, do you guys uh, you record a lot of the instrumentals, or is it done like digitally?
5: Oh yeah, so um, most of it is. Uh... I mean, the guitar is real. The bass guitar is usually is probably, like, 50% of the time real, 50% of the time it's done via synthesizer. Um, that's where, like, I mean, like, as as I say, Ben can play multiple instruments, and sometimes he may be, like, mediocre at some and better at others. Ben is, like, a really awesome G at producing and, like, uh, being able to modify the software and, like, do things within that, at like, after the fact that makes it sound awesome. Um, so I don't really sound very cool in real life, but when I, when I put the microphone on and Ben puts auto tune on my voice, I sound like a badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're singing through all the songs then?
5: Oh, me singing? Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm the lyric writer and the singer. Um, and he's the music producer slash every So when else. you guys,
0: when you are doing a song, what comes first? Do you write the lyrics to a beat or do you come up with lyrics and make them fit? Like what's that process?
5: Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I could be one of those people. There are some artists I think that are out there that can probably write lyrics uh, before actually making the beat, but I have to hear the beat and then write the lyrics to the beat because that's my process. So, we'll usually, if we're recording music together, I will be writing while we're making a beat. Um, or a lot of times, Ben will be like, I just uploaded some beats to the Dropbox that I was working on, and then I'll go and check those out like in my own time, and then we'll get together and finish the song.
3: That's
1: sweet. It's cool. Cool. I mean,
5: like, I was was just going to say, it's definitely like one of those things where you're like, you get into like a a flow state where like, we we could be down there for freaking hours. And like, one of our girls has to call us and be like, okay, time to go home
3: now, guys. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. So is it like a, is it like an actual like studio that you have like rented out or are you just at someone's place? Yep. So
5: we're way amateur. We're just we're just in Big Chuck's basement, in the beat lab.
3: You, you got Pretty, some soundproof padding on the, on the walls and everything.
5: We, well, we used to do that. So we used to like we used to go all out and make studios. Like me and my friends a couple of years ago, before I met my fiance, uh, we rented a house and we were on a band together and we actually soundproofed out the entire basement and had a big old music studio down there. Uh, that was like a, that was a rock and roll type band. Um, and we've had it where we soundproofed out closets and like had our had our stuff, but we're like, Ben's gotten so good at production that we were like, this doesn't even sound different now. We we just we just put up a microphone and we just roll with it. We do have some pretty badass mics, but
3: I was gonna say I you would you would have fooled me. I I would have not have known either way. That's why evidently I asked. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, like. Um, there's
5: I'm sure somebody that has like a really keen ear for production might be like, Oh, I can I can sense the air from your microphone or something like that. But it's good enough for the chicks I date. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: well, okay, so you said fiance, so I mean the music's not gonna stop now that you gotta grow, right?
5: No, 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 no. Uh I mean like I I've done I've had like iterations of music from years ago, like i have been in rock bands, different rock bands, and have done stuff with Big Chuck on the side or with T- as as TKL. Um so it's always like I don't think it's ever something that I could see myself stopping. It, it it's just it takes on a different form in some way or another. There's been times where me and Ben didn't talk for like six to eight months and I started just like messing around with beats and I put out some music of my own, just me making the beat. Um so it'll I, I'll never stop doing that.
2: That's sweet. Does he not so live you, down here by you
5: then I'm guessing?
2: You said Dropbox. No, he, and...
5: he he does live by me. Um oh. he, or he lives in Clintonville and I live in Columbus. And uh uh so we can just use Dropbox like if he's especially during right, this right, right, time right. during the pandemic, it's easy to like put something in there and I can write to
4: it.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. So you, you said guys, you're the lyrics and he's the beats. So when you listen to music, do you listen to the lyrics more or do you listen to the music more because as as someone who's not instrumental or musically gifted i tend to listen to the lyrics more and try to find like the meaning behind the lyrics i'm interested to see how you are in terms of that yeah i'm
0: like i'm a i'm a
5: hip-hop lover so i definitely like lyrics and i like but i also like am a fan of like the cadence or the flow of it like you know like bone thugs where they they have a different like I don't know they go into like different tones and different melodies as they rap mm-hmm. um, or like one of my favorite rappers right now is Freddie Gibbs and he like he's kind of like Bone Thugs-esque where he like goes into different melodies as he raps um, but then there are other times too where like I'm listening like I'm a big ba- I like the bass the bass guitar so that's probably the first instrument that I recognize when I listen to a song I'm like ooh that's funky bass baby okay
0: Okay. Um, he's slapping it I'm slapping
3: it <laughs> i think i just saw ty write down freddie gibbs cause i did because right, yeah. there's a,
1: there's a there's a there's a question later that one once for two, well i mean or something well i can bring it up yeah so nice. so in so you said freddie gibbs i was going to ask is there any new music that you've been listening to other than your own that you're into because i always struggle to find new music i'm stuck in like what i listened to high school or when i was in college and oh I wow to find new bands
5: yeah dude uh i'm uh I'm, I'm, my favorite day is Friday when new music comes out. Like I'm a new music freak. So like I can, bar- <laughs> I can barely get work done sometimes. I usually wake up at like 7.30 and check out all the new music and listen to music for like an hour before I start working on Fridays just cause I'm like a nut about it. Um, but Freddie Gibbs, definitely probably best rapper alive right now. Um, I like R&B. So this guy named Brent Fias. He uh he's got a pretty recent album out called "Fuck the World" and it's like super R&B. But I'm like, dude, this guy's the next Frank Ocean. If you know who <laughs> Frank Ocean is,
1: yeah, um, yeah, I like Frank Ocean.
5: And then, I mean, I'm also I've, I've nevertheless left like the rock and roll roots either. So I like I like a lot of rock music. I'm really into this band called Crangbin right now. Um, rang bin? Yeah, it's K-H-R-U-A-N-G Wow, that's not how I was going to
1: spell that yeah. K-H-R-A-N-G <laughs>
5: U-A-N-G um, But <laughs> they're mostly instrumental And literally, like, put oh, them on awesome. while you work tomorrow And you're going to, like, blaze through all three albums And be like, this was awesome
3: Huh?
5: I b- I've almost bought all their I just got a record player, believe it or not And then I just yeah. bought all their vinyl I was like, these guys are amazing
3: well, so drew drew also just made that similar purchase and we were kind of giving him shit because see here's the thing drew has a tendency i'll I'll make it quick but drew has a tendency to buy shit that he'll use right away like a month. <laughs> he'll never use it again and so we were giving him shit on that That this is his next well, this is his next thing right is is buying a record player and some albums and it's not cheap to actually get a good like uh set up and to and to get all the albums and then he's just gonna probably stop and he's just gonna go back to using his phone. So we were just giving him shit about that the well, other episode. It's not even that. okay
2: James bought a record player. Drew had just bought albums with nothing to play them on. Oh, oh yeah. He, wow. he just a record has record a collection player. of vinyl to just look at. I love that. I can I can Oh my gosh, you don't have a record player? <laughs> no. He just has he just started he's this still, like a okay, week. He got ago. A, he's, he's got,
0: got, is it still he's on got a week? Harry Potter book of fucking no, no, no. James, of you know of uh, Discogs? the app yeah. discog yeah okay so i've i've been using that from the beginning and i use that to buy a lot of vinyl because i think you get a lot of like new stuff all the record stores across america have their inventory um put on there so it's really easy to get some stuff that's not super popular yeah and um it, it shows you an amount so on your homepage, when you upload the albums that you have it gives you the minimum average and maximum cost of what you could get if you wanted to sell your entire collection yeah and i will say my price is something i don't want to admit right now what (laughs) without even having a record player so i ordered a audio technica months ago and they're back ordered right now due to COVID, i think yeah and so i have uh, and which which uh version
5: oh i don't know I just Because there's like, got L- it, like a month LP ago.
0: 120 or a 90. There's different different oh, models. I got. I mean,
5: make. we. I got the hundred dollar like low lower level because I, I didn't want to okay. like break in and be like, oh, like now I don't use records anymore.
3: That doesn't sound like Drew. No, nah, just going in. There
0: model. was one Drew that was
2: gold plated. That's what Drew would have
0: bought. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy the model above that. I will admit, but anyway, um, vinyl is a super cool thing to have. It's like something physical in your hand, and uh, it just sounds different from what I here so yeah as a guy that hasn't even hooked up a record player or speakers yet to something good i've heard some vinyl but it's always been on on little shitty stuff but uh i'm i'm super excited so to hear that you enjoy vinyl too coming a guy that really appreciates music i know i'm on the right path
5: nice yeah dude i mean like that is the thing about vinyl is that you get it. first of all i thought about it is, is that if we get knocked back into the stone ages. I still own my favorite music. I still have that music somewhere. Like I could probably, you could probably manufacture some type of music making machine to play those vinyls. I'm just probably not. No, I, yeah. mean, just you can just cranked. Cranked. I mean, just hand crank it. Recreate yeah. a photograph. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing about it, like you, like you said, Drew, is that like you can find like limited edition stuff. So, like, when your favorite artists release stuff, it's limited edition on, like, only 300 copies of the, like, the pink version of this record. Um, So, it's kind of cool to own, like, some rare stuff from your, the people you like.
0: Yeah, the first, the first two records I bought were the same exact record in different variants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is super cool. And some of these are like <laughs> worth <laughs> who which, I know. They which, they are not which, into it. They which, just look at me and laugh. But which, those which people out there was. that are into vinyl, they they understand. It was a band called Neck Deep. So it's a rock oh. band out of uh the UK. Okay. They just came out with a new album here in August, I think. But yeah. I'm writing that down too. That's
1: so, awesome.
0: Um do Excellent. you have do you have vinyl that you guys pressed at all?
5: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Actually we do. I forgot about that. Alright, so we used to be I used to be in a band called They're Coming, They're Coming. Um and we pressed a vinyl of one of our songs just as a single to sell as merch. Uh way back when. I don't even I don't even think I have a copy. My other band members probably have it, but, <laughs> but I don't even have it.
1: That's funny. Do have Drew, a copy? Drew will have one next week, so he'll yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll have it worry, but He'll find it. He'll find it's the only very copy rare. Player. Limited
0: edition. <laughs>
5: this is super limited. It's just a 45.
0: Yeah, but those that's are awesome. super expensive to produce, right? I mean, you have to get the mold and you have to have it cut out with the. This, spe- I mean, it's it's a whole process to get that done.
5: Oh yeah, I think we had to like sell the 45 just to make our, like just to barely make our money back for like ten bucks, and it's just a, a one single on a record,
0: and you just like, yeah,
5: <laughs> that's it. Damn.
0: I mean, it's still so pretty cool that you have them out there. You have something out there that in vinyl that you were on.
5: Yeah, that was tight. we were just like I don't know when you when you've done when you do music like in bands so much and you've been with these people like sometimes you you just experiment with different things and you're like yeah we've been there we'll, let's do a freaking record. I mean, so are right you out.
0: are uh, is uh, Chuck and Jay gonna go out and perform live once once you're able?
5: Um, so we, we haven't performed. M- Me and and Chuck have not performed live but one time together. Um, We've been in bands together, like full rock bands, but just the two of us have only had one performance.
3: (laughs) What would that look like?
5: uh, It would look like probably me on the microphone and Chuck on uh, the laptop slash microphone, like hype manning, um, while he like plays the beat or something like that so it would be it would be pretty chill like 303 i would think
1: is what
2: what we would look like or or, or gas punk without the the, the helmets yeah Yeah. i must imagine him back there with like 12 laptops and just like slamming a bunch of keys (laughs) as music's coming around see because i was i was
3: kind of wondering listening to your first uh or not first but these last couple uh songs was what genre would you really put yourself under because it very i'm not even skilled in that genre and it's kind of a lot of nuance there Mm -hmm. i've never you have even a classification i never
5: liked genre but especially with what we're doing uh where we release these singles so what we what i'll give you like some back behind the scenes here is that when you release a single on spotify or an album you can pick one song at a time that you submit to spotify editors Um, and you submit to Spotify editors to listen to, and they might possibly put you on one of their curated playlists. So when you do that, you have to specify multiple genres, you have to write a little bio about the song, um, and you have to provide some information. Um, But what I've I've found is the the two songs, and even this third song that's going to be released on the 18th, Is I've selected a different genre every time. I'm like, oh, this one's this one definitely sounds like country, or this one sounds like hip hop. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so this next one that's coming out, uh, I think we uh, selected alternative country or country pop. Um, So this one's got a little bit of a twang to it. Interesting, yeah.
0: And that's different than the ones that are released right now, for sure.
5: Right, yeah. The ones that are released right now are kind of like I I I guess I would just consider us pop because like. I don't know. It's kind of R and B ish, kind of hip hop ish, just kind of regular pop ish. So,
0: I mean, I feel like it's a good mix between like the the singing of it is Mm -hmm. a little bit slower over top of like the background beat. Yeah, it's kind of a mix of like pop and it's it's not like rock by any means, but it kind of it it touches on like mellow rock.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I usually try to just go with alternative as much as possible because it's like my just like escape. Just be like, yeah, we're alternative. I don't know what
2: Catch don't... All.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you can
2: do whatever you want. No one's gonna say. anything. and <laughs> you know, the other alternative, indie alternative, right.
0: experimental. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, we're alternative,
3: whatever. <laughs> so, actually, what 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 song is it that was it your most recent one? Yeah, it's got to be, or yeah, it's got to be the times. Has a has a lyric that says, "When your daddy came in with the mustache, yeah." What's that? What's that about?
0: <laughs> that that is, that is the the I line that, that stuck out in my yeah. head too. It, it, wow. And, and it I is. was gonna I was gonna conde- uh condemn you for how you fit mustache into the lyrics to sound just normal. <laughs> like it's not a word that you'd want to sing you, to most of the time, did but did it sounds good. But does you, it, should, does it con- it
2: sound you should good? condemn. <laughs> Yeah, you said condemn like it was bad. I mean yeah. I
5: could see people being like, Oh, that was a weird word to put into the chorus. Uh <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like do- so like uh growing up my parents uh were my dad worked far away and he like didn't like he would travel a lot. I was like five years old. Um and my and they like had their marital problems where they eventually got divorced. Um but my dad who would be gone for a long time and then he would come home. And so one time he came home and he had a mustache. And I was like, I was only five. And I was like,
4: Whoa, what, what, who the frick
5: are you? Um, so it was just like a memory that stuck out of my head that I felt like kind of played onto the the message of the chorus there.
2: No, yeah, no, it definitely did. It was just interesting because it's not something that you, like drift say you normally
0: hear in a song. <laughs> Yeah, totally. But do you? do you pull a lot of lyrics from past experiences or like things that happened to you more than you just come up with words that, that sound good in that cadence or whatever?
5: Yeah. I mean, so usually my theme that I use, that I write about the most is kind of like, I've always taken inspiration from like Kid Cuddy, which is more of a little like emo depression talking about like what's going on in his head. Um, so that's kind of where I take initial inspiration from. I, I have tried to write songs where I'm like talking about some story. Like people will be like, Oh, look, listen to the story that this song tells or whatever. He's like, I got my girl and then she left me.
3: And then you're like, and it's always like a country that always like a Western, Westerns, <laughs> <Yeah>. Westerns, are, <laughs> yeah.
2: Westerns are stories. And country oh, is so always a breakup. The girls <laughs> I, tires, I, It's always a breakup.
0: Can I, can I pitch something? Yeah. And I think James could probably help me out with this. So, I have an idea for a song. And the reason I asked for, like, how you come up with a song, I've been trying to write one. I don't know where to start. And I think starting is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I need to go through, like, a chord progression or how the guitar is going to sound, or if I just do the lyrics and then figure it out later. I want to write a song that's about a guy that's on, like, he's going after this girl and he's always a step behind. And she's, like, leaving clues behind that she's there and he can just never. He's never there in that moment with her, but he's just one step behind, and I want this whole thing to go through, and then at the end of it, I want it to reference that some <laughs> somebody could, it could be a song about somebody trying to find Sasquatch, I was just and that's going to be,
4: that. wow, yeah, just <laughs> gonna
0: so say, that's going to be the thing. It's going to sound like a normal song, like something more real life that, yeah. you know, the guys. He, he just can't get to this girl. And then the hidden message oh behind God. it is it, going to come out that it, he's, he's looking for Squatch. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, ultimately.
0: Ultimately, yeah. But ultimately, that, that, you're yeah, not going gonna... to be able to tell from... <laughs> from just say, from, just say it, the Then you found her and you just... went
2: to go live in the woods together or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that'd be good. That's Drew like a shaman. was a bigger Sean than mine twist. kind
4: of a
1: thing. Drew is yeah. one step away from writing a Sasquatch erotica novel.
2: I knew that song was about Sasquatch. He kept saying, "Like, oh, the girls lean him on. I'm a little, just about step behind him. Like, this is Sasquatch. I, this is 100%. About somehow, Sasquatch. It's, <laughs> Sasquatch. somehow, it's ending, ending up back in Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at
4: what's
2: you, you got. A got
3: Sasquatch shirt on. Yeah. Oh, he's wow. holding a case of beer. He's that's a that's case good. Case of beer. I wish we would have found that Sasquatch when we out in Arkansas. All right, so any, drew, anyway, I don't, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want
0: to turn it into a squash top again. But again, just, I'm. That's just the premise behind the song that I'm. I'm trying to come up with, and I think uh, there's some some lyrics I need help with. So maybe we can collab sometime.
3: Well, I, you guys do you, can do a collective.
0: Yeah. Do you, you want
5: to, is there any? Have you ever read any of those lyrics on on the cast here?
0: No. No, I just have a few ideas written down. This it's a a very premature. Yeah, it's it's just thoughts it. in my head for the most part. Breaking news: Drew
3: is thinking about writing a song about Sasquatch. So <laughs> I think we've got, a, I don't we've got think a single person.
0: But yeah. when I say I'm going to do something, I usually do it. I think you have yeah. got a title though.
1: I think it should be one step behind, and you should sing it like Creed. Oh, yeah, yeah, but
0: it's like two steps behind, like Death but Leopard. But and they're just like one footprints. step behind.
1: You know what
3: I mean? Right. Like the there's there's, there's
0: a, a lot of reference. there's a lot of references you could. <laughs> You could pick out. I mean, or I think yes, it could or, be an actually yeah. good song. And then just knowing that it, it could be about Sasquatch in the background. is just a funny ending to it.
3: And and then you can have that ambiguity there, like all all good music does, where like people are trying to figure out if that's actually what he's talking about or not. Yeah. And they're, and they're never yeah. going to know. Yeah. You never like, pontificate of what's, oh, I think it means this. And I think he meant that. And it's always just going to be about
0: Sasquatch. <laughs> James does this naturally, where the lyrics, you don't know, like, outright what they mean. It, it's, like, for your own interpretation, and I think that's a big part with lyrics.
5: For sure, for sure. I mean, like, you definitely get something where you're just like, that flows together, and then you're, like, put it together in your head, and you might be like, yeah, there's a message there, somewhere. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, and you never, you never path.
0: really, you know, you never know how people are going to take it themselves, too.
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah, mean, and that's best. the thing, you should never... I, I I've gone as far as I'll go. You should never explain your song.
2: I mean yeah, I don't like, think so. It's like it's well, I already screwed poems, up too.
0: I explained yeah. mine already. So we <laughs> need to start from scratch oh, again. Shit.
2: Throw it out the window, Drew. <laughs> Every single
3: song that Drew is ever going to release is gonna just be Sasquatch <laughs> in the end. Sasquatch I feel I the like messages.
5: Sasquatch. You can write a pretty good song about trying to write a song about Sasquatch.
0: That's Ooh. a good point. Song seven. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, was the very seven right there. <laughs> Sounds like a second release.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the <a> sequel. <laughs> One step really coming on two. To something. So I, I had this written down and I just wanted to. This is a corny, this is a corny question, but like musical inspirations or maybe just even like favorite artists and groups. Like I know, um, yeah. I know you like like Incubus because we, we uh you you made me go to a concert that one time and i ever since then like i always liked incubus right mm. but i didn't really i didn't really say i appreciated them until you said hey you know you should go to that incubus concert with me i'm like all right sounds good and yeah. so then actually i think i dragged a couple of these guys with there and i don't even know if we ended up seeing you at the concert we but... didn't even meet up <laughs> no because I, I, like... I was there and
0: i, I we didn't meet <laughs> but regardless
3: like when I, I went back and revisited all of Incubus, right, as one does before a concert, and I was just so jacked that I was like, "Man, Incubus is way better than people get it give it credit for." Oh what are some God. other bands that you're like that told you totally drive in that like
1: fall under that umbrella?
5: Dang, yeah, like, well, first of all, I gotta I gotta, I gotta reiterate like they get so much crap for being like old or whatever, um, but like you go listen to some Incubus, there's not a bad song in the bunch.
3: No, they're solid,
5: and they kind of have aged like wine. Sometimes they come out with an album, and you're like, "That sucks," and then like a couple years later, even five years later, you're like, "Whoa, why didn't I
3: listen to this more deeply?" Oh, there's tons of albums that are like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I mean, like, (laughs) I'm
5: looking. I'm I I like a big variety of music, so like, I'm big into like, I'm big into like TV on the radio, uh, um. I love. I mean, I, I'm also like I said, a hip hop fan. So Kendrick Lamar is like one of my one of my all time faves. Um, Smoke Dizza, He's a rapper that I that I am just like following all the time. And he's been a, he's he's kind of like a little bit of underground, but like he's been around. Um, I'm trying to think, what else?
3: Who else? Going through my playlist here. That's what I, anytime like Ty was talking about like music before, I'm, oh, what what are you into lately? And I'm just like sitting here, like, oh, what what do I have? And Apple has like the, the recently added thing. And I just scroll through and I'm, it's kind of neat. Actually, Drew turned me on to Will Dorado the other day. I don't even know I'd them. Ever, I had never heard of Will Dorado, but they remind me a lot of Shaky Graves. Oh. And, uh, and well, maybe not Shaky Graves. Sorry, not Shaky Graves. More like uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And Shaky Graves, but regard bands, you're saying in, or they just random weird time ago. What is
2: happening? <laughs>
0: no, and, and, okay, so the this. I had a weird occurrence happen the other day where um there was a, a truck that drove by the house and there was a couple guys in the truck with their windows down and they were blaring a Will Dorado song like jamming to it like screaming their lungs out to the song and I was like, how are these guys that well known? And they are pretty known on Spotify, but. I was gonna mention that Spotify is amazing at like you were talking about the, the Friday thing. New music Friday on Spotify or the the weekly yeah. uh playlist that they put out, like it the algorithms that they use to pick out songs for you, they hit every angle. They really and do. It's not just it's not just like, oh, I've been listening to some uh Tom Petty, so I'm gonna put some like bands on there this next week they they hit everything they they pull from ways that you wouldn't even have picked yourself and get you moving in a direction that's really cool
5: oh yeah you can you can get some impressed. gold in those in those playlists that they make for you it's awesome
3: i'm like this close to like making a switch to, from apple yeah. to spotify but <laughs> i just don't want to rebuild my library like I get well, the so yep. i've been just using spotify as like my you know, Pandora, like my radio station where it like migrates and finds the hits and I'll listen to the ads. I don't really care about that. And if I ever want an actual song and to build an actual library from that, I'll just go to Apple and build it there because that's where my, my library is. And I honestly just don't want to go back through. If they created some sort of like, Hey, automatic build. Yeah. Import. I'd be on it. I'd be on it tomorrow.
5: How many songs you got in the playlist that you're like, I can't give up this playlist.
3: Terabytes. Well, it's not playlist. It's just my it's my my library. My library is forever. It's just oh, I, library. Yeah, the whole the whole light like so. An Apple, I, if you do the Apple Music Plus, you can just like hit add to library, and you don't have to have it downloaded to your phone or anything. It's just all in the cloud, right? It's probably similar to Spotify. But oh. dude, I just have a deep library that I don't want to get rid of, and it knows what I like, and it I don't it does some of that stuff. Where it like tries to recommend, oh, here, here's a playlist for you today based on like listens, but I never use them for whatever reason. they're suggestions, suggestions. They, they don't branch good. out enough. They don't you know, yeah. they they just stick with what you have in your library. And I, I totally agree. Every time I go to, over to Spotify, it's just fucking gold. Like I just tweeted about it the other day. I was like, I I'm so thoroughly impressed by them. I, I stopped using them maybe five years ago when yeah. Apple Music, whatever, they did their, their new thing, and I bought into
1: that, and I think that was a huge mistake. I think the reason that Spotify <clears> kicks <throat> Apple's ass in terms of suggestions is they've got, like, five extra years of data, too, where they have oh, all for these sure.
2: college kids using Spotify for free and building the algorithm. They're all about music. Apple's spread so thin. I don't know why they even tried to do that.
3: See, the thing is, Fair. is Apple is now... This is smart. Apple's getting into their... Subscription mode so they're trying to get you to buy Apple TV Plus. They're trying to get because they want. We just went through the, the revenue breakdown. They want. To, they want to split and diversify, so they're not just singly about a device, which is your iPhone, which is, makes all of their money, right? And Max, but so they want to diversify, and so now they're kind of recognizing, like, shit, we have all this. We should have probably used the data from from our uh, our streaming and our app people building libraries and stuff. And I don't think they ever really used it well to curate playlists. Like it sounds like what James is saying is, like if someone drops in a new song or a new album, it's likely to just get jumped into this. I don't know. I don't even know, like a pipeline of music that is in a similar vein, right? And right. then it might just happen to be in your in your perfect cue, and boom, you now you hear it, and you're all on that. And Apple doesn't have anything like that. Nothing yeah. like that.
5: That's the that's what they have over Apple, I think, is those like they have. Ex- Playlist editors that make curated playlists like that, and Apple just doesn't have that.
3: Apple's all user-based. I think every every user can be a curated playlist maker, but who wants to do that? I'd just rather rip from someone's playlist. Oh yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> I don't want to do the work.
0: That's how you find I'm, that. I'm good pretty sure stuff too. every every playlist, um, if you know the name of it, that goes on Spotify is like searchable. Like yeah. even playlists I have, you could you could follow it. And Unless go you make it private. It. You
5: can make your playlist private, okay. but you have to like go in and do that after you make your playlist. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah.
0: it's searchable, yeah. So, moving away from uh, the apps to play music, we talked about the Incubus concert, so I want to know James's top three concerts he's been to.
4: Oh,
5: wow. Good call. That's a good oh. one. That's fun. Alright. Top concert I've been to. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, Incubus is the, was the top concert I've ever been to, um, but I'll just I'll just skip that one. Well, actually, I'll just tell you I'll tell you about it. It was great. <laughs> Next concert. <laughs> Dang. All right, the other concert, this other concert that I went to. What's his name? I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, can you edit out the amount of time that I take to search this guy's name? No. Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't. I don't have
1: any ability to do that. What's
3: What's his name? Uh,
1: He does. He just doesn't want to. So
3: are you talking the Incubus? um, Columbus? The actual, the concert that we went to? That that Incubus concert? Or a different one? A different one. When I, when maybe
5: this is like the fish that would just like keeps getting bigger in my story. But like, (laughs) when I first went and saw Incubus was when Light Grenades, their album came out. Okay. So I was in high school and like we were, me and my buddy were in class and we were like... we're going to see Incubus tonight. This is sick. And like, we got a teacher that was like, Incubus, they suck. And we're like,
4: screw you, dude. We're like, we're just (laughs) so (laughs) pump.
5: And we went and it was like, it was everything and more like we were down in the pit at express live. Like they open up with a kiss to send us off. And it felt like the earth was shaking because everybody was jumping. And we, we freaking crowd surfed that night in, in the express live pit. I don't even think they let you do that anymore. Um, and we we're just like, you know, rock on signs just like going in the air and just up in the air. Like I'm like eye level with Brandon Boyd. That's my <laughs> memory of that Ancubus concert.
2: <laughs> that sounds like one hell of a concert.
5: Oh man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, the other, all right. So like, let me skip this one. There's a, there's a great one and I, I can't, I gotta think of his name because he's awesome. Uh, the other second best concert is, uh, J. Roddy Walston in the business. You guys ever heard of them? No, mm-hmm. man. These guys are from these guys are from Alabama. Uh, I went and saw them at Express Live as well. And this dude, J, his name's Jay Roddy, and his band is The Business, and they're uh, a Southern rock band. And he's got like long, long hair. He's wearing a full-on denim suit. He's like Leonard he's, Skinner. He's, like Leonard like, Skinner, seriously, just like a rock and roll god. And he's on he's on stage and he's freaking chugging beers and playing the piano and his band <laughs> is playing he's playing and he's playing this upright piano like like the kind you'd see in like your school choir class. And they're rocking out so hard that he's holding onto the back of the piano and rocking the piano while he played it and then just like freaking slammed it and broke it and he threw the microphone and started throwing his beers everywhere and people were going nuts. God. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so I became obsessed with him, and I was like, dude, J. Roddy Walston, king of rock and roll.
2: I mean, he's going to party that hard.
5: (laughs) I can't remember the the other guy that I was thinking of, but this other guy, and if somebody listens to it, they'll be like, oh, I know that guy. He does this at a lot of his concerts. He splits the, the audience in half, and he does a giant conga line with the entire audience. And we did a conga line, and we left the venue, went around the venue, um... And then came back Jesus. in. And then there's another game where you play like tag that he sets up. And he's got a live drummer and he's a DJ and he's, and he's like playing some crazy stuff. And it was, it was awesome. Um, but since I can't remember him, I will also say that I went to see Freddie Gibbs like 10 to 12 years ago. And if you guys aren't familiar with Freddie Gibbs, he's, he's blowing up right now. He's from Gary, Indiana. Um, so he's got like his own style. He's not like an L East Coast or a West Coast rapper. Uh, but he's, like, just freaking lit on the on the lyrics right now. And we saw him 10 or 12 years ago in the basement uh, over by uh, the LC. And it was just so up close and personal. And he's up there, like, takes off his shirt. He's got all these chains. He's got, like, a 40 or something. He's smoking weed on stage. Like, literally just smoking weed on stage, passing it to the crowd. And he's got all of his, of his dudes around him. And in between every song, he's like oh let me hear you say fuck police (laughs) everybody's like
4: (laughs) fuck police
5: like all the all the little suburban kids in the crowd are saying that
3: right (laughs) yeah That's that's the best though when like you you hit someone who's blowing up and you went to their concert way way beforehand you know what i mean now they're blowing up like that yeah that's a cool a cool feeling like and it goes back to like the almost like a hipster feel where it's like, well, I
2: knew them yeah. before. They're a popular kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> well, they're, yeah. They're still good back then, but the the crowd is smaller and like more intimate. Exactly. I was like, yeah, they, You'll, I'll never see that again. Like he's, he's blowing up now. And like, I was just like, that
5: was just insane that we were like right in front of him. Like it was like a local band or something.
3: Yeah, when they play at like those intimate venues, there's like nothing better than that. Like we saw, we saw Third Eye Blind at Newport when I was in college. Yeah, and, biggest regret, biggest regret I mean, say what college. you want about Third Eye Blind because of the no, I mean lyrically, <laughs> lyrically they're awesome. Like if you actually sit down and listen to their lyrics,
0: yeah, uh, he's an he's an English major before he wrote lyrics. He's a yeah. poet. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a poet.
3: I mean, the 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 rock might be a little bit corny. I get it, but. Uh, yeah. that Skip, concert just... was so was so awesome because, I mean, it was so intimate for such a, a high-profile band. And I, granted, they're not, in they like their prime, let's say. But it was it was very very cool. Like I mean, it was that was one of my favorite concerts. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put it like top three, but it was pretty sick.
5: I'd love to see them. I mean, like they're they are pretty awesome. That they have some like deep cuts too that are just like ooh like Third oh, Eye, just, like, it. Eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did right.
0: sure. I just watched them now that they're kind of on the back end, I think you still get those intimate crowds because they're just not as popular anymore. So yeah. I just saw them in Aspen last uh November and it was a venue that only held like three hundred people and I was probably thirty feet away from them the whole time. It was amazing. That's so always we, problem. We showed up like five minutes before the door opened, we we're the third uh couple online. line. Like, it was, it was incredible. Those, and Aspen pieces. there's a bunch of rich kids that don't care so they show up late but yeah. It was an awesome concert.
1: The the problem with those concerts, though, like we saw you, Jordan, and I saw Third Eye Blind at Saginaw, and they only wanted to play their like new stuff, and their new stuff isn't that good compared to like what we were looking for.
0: That was yeah. a terrible
1: concert, too, because that was
3: a yeah. bad that, venue. That uh, was a bad, bad venue. venue. It, it wasn't was like set up.
1: Mo- it was like a movie yeah. theater. Like yeah. A, yeah, they were on a stage like a high school like, play.
3: You thought you thought they were gonna watch Hamilton at that fucking stage. Like, nobody wants <laughs> no, to be yeah. in there. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. it was terrible. Not I, for a I fucking think and the
0: venue the venue plays a a huge role in that too. Because when you I was tell in Aspen, it was shit. it yeah. was a whole dance floor. It was like just a flat surface. No matter where you were, it was yeah. it was right up there to the band. Except those kids in Aspen but, were
5: like, They're I like blind!" They played at my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah they were, <laughs> yeah. yeah <exactly. laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly that that crowd is interesting but i didn't care because i was that close to them the whole time it was amazing yeah that's but sick. i I did want to chime in i watched Katy perry at warp tour oh. before she was big that was yeah. wild that is she pretty had, sick i kissed a girl that was her only song
5: yeah i feel like i've actually heard of that of other people mentioned Katy perry at warp tour and they were like yeah i saw Katy perry at warp tour that was crazy
0: yeah just a, a mix you don't expect to hear about mm-hmm. that's crazy
2: I mean the only the only person I saw live, if you want to claim before they were big, was Two Chains and Big Sean at That's awesome. South Oval. And Two Chains, no one even really knew who Two Chains was and this guy's comes out and opened. You're like, Who is this guy? Two months later, everyone. <laughs> bro,
4: who is Yeah, Titty everybody
2: boy. knew it. Titty boy. <laughs>
4: okay. Dang it. That's
5: right, because in college they did that where they would bring out like they would bring out these rappers and they would uh, not rappers, but they would just have these concerts and they happened to be at some rap concerts that they did that. Was, was it free when you saw them?
2: Yeah, it was at the yeah. uh, the South Oval there, so it was yeah. the OSU whatever spring or fall concert. Yeah, Childish, we did that at OU Gambino too. played one
1: of the Childish oh, Gambino played right. one of the uh, South Oval concerts too. That's I think right. It was like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Damn. Jeez, yeah, he like
5: he's legendary status right now. I feel like his all right, I don't know if you're if any of you are Childish fans besides besides you. Um,
1: his latest album,
5: not so
1: slept. Yeah, on I, don't, I, I, don't, I didn't really even like it. I don't think I've even heard his latest album. The last song that I heard by him was "This Is America," and I was kind of like, uh, not like the
2: music video is cool, but I don't know dance around the dad bod
0: yeah ty's Ty so desperate for new music that he doesn't even go back and listen to the the bands he knows when they come yeah. out with I, new did, new I don't album. think
1: to like i, I <laughs> half the time i forget that i like these That's bands so because i'll get stuck in a rut <laughs> like right now i'm listening to billy joel like on
0: repeat <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i mean it's not a bad thing but if it's on repeat Ty, i mean they're like Come on, yeah, Billy old. Joel
5: on repeat. I can see Billy Joel. Like, ah, Billy Billy Joel doing? is
1: slept on. Billy Joel is slept on. Yeah, Billy Joel is not past, slept on. Shut no. up, shut up. <laughs> Once he's on pass, we didn't <laughs> start <laughs> the fire in <laughs> <and laughs> piano man. <laughs> Billy Joel is slept on. <laughs>
3: Billy Joel is adequately rated. People love him. He's phenomenal, <laughs> but he doesn't it's need. It's kind of like more, Jimmy
0: Buffett. Jimmy Buffett's overrated. Don't compare
3: him. Yeah, don't compare him to
0: Jimmy. No, I'm saying like the following of it. Like yeah. They're just like cult-like.
3: You got the Buffet okay, boys. That's yeah. fair. The Buffet
0: <laughs> boys. Buff- Is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, what
5: I, that's what I'd call myself if I was a Buffet boy. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I had a roommate in college who was obsessed with Jimmy Buffet, and I never understood it.
5: No, it's Until so now. weird.
2: No, nah, that's so corny. Do
4: you
1: guys I hope, I hope he doesn't Dad listen, either? Ty. Huh? Do
5: you, I mean, that's to me, that's the same thing with The Grateful Dead. I was like, I don't get it.
1: I I like Grateful Dead, but not I don't know all their stuff really well. I like I know like five or six songs like off their mm-hmm. greatest hits album.
0: I yeah. I have to admit I got their greatest hits uh vinyl On vinyl yeah Did you? yeah Did you open it just because I felt like I had to and oh, yeah. and it is kind of crazy because I I think Jerry Garcia has been dead for a long time now and they're more popular. It seems like they're more popular now than they've ever been. I don't I don't follow them that much, so maybe I'm completely wrong with that statement, but. It just seems like you see more of those stickers on cars than any other mm-hmm. band. And it's that, like, it's people, hotheads, people Dude. that are into it want to let other people know that they're into it.
5: Jerry, Jerry Garcia is not dead.
0: You're not seriously. dead? I'm just kidding. okay. <laughs> no,
5: I was, just, I was trying to get you in a uh, Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs> We did. We did. The, who did we? Who did we debate whether they were dead or alive? It's like Bob Barker or something. That's a great debate. Bob
5: Barker. Bob Barker. What was is Bob, it? Is it was he dead? Couple, yeah, that's a good. Oh a couple hey, episodes.
1: Hey, hey, No, no. We. No, we. Did we, a couple episodes no, we, we were yeah, wondering yeah, yeah. whether or not Barker. Bob Barker was dead because he's so old. And then yeah. we all said he was dead, and he, he's not. He's he's alive. No, okay. He's probably
2: Twitter, Twitter dead. dead. We collectively yeah, killed he was Twitter Bob dead.
0: Marker's Twitter dies dead. Pe- <laughs> Twitter, Twitter kills <laughs> people all the time. <laughs> the leading so, cause of death
1: Twitter.
0: That's a good transition. We need to uh get back on, on uh James's other side. <laughs> Real quick, my which chim uh, Chim my... Meet Your House Party. Oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. So James, you know we can't give away um much detail but you are in charge of some twitter accounts for businesses correct
1: yeah that's true
0: is it is it just
3: twitter or is it other social media as well yeah it's
5: it's all all of social media um so like basically what i do is like i'll get i'm an account manager at, at the agency that i work at and then i'll get a we'll get a social media account Basically, a client who wants something to do with social media, um, and I'll be in charge of like creating the strategy for that social media account. Um, maybe helping execute some of that strategy on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all
0: that stuff. So, so it a- gets—it's very detailed than what <clears throat> some might just think of running a Twitter account it has to involve. I mean, there's a whole strategy behind it. There's a whole business plan behind it it's how do you want your business to be looked at in the public eye pretty much
5: yeah exactly i mean it's uh, it's definitely like it's one of those things that um i would say like people <laughs> a lot of businesses will be like don't spend a ton of money on it but then they'll be like wait what just went out on, on our twitter account today like <laughs> every second of every day they're like oh my god um so so it's it's an interesting the- thing
0: that leads to it, some other questions with how, how like umbrellaed are you underneath those guys? Like how much freedom do you have within those accounts?
5: It's uh it's, it's definitely like uh a, there's a fine line between like, how long have you been working with this account? So like, how much do they trust you? Trust that you have their brand's voice down. Um And then like, Just, just the account. So there are some accounts that like every single move you make, you have to run by them. Um, and there are some accounts that are like, yo, go crazy. Or we don't, or like, we don't even look at it. We don't, we just know we need to be there. We just want somebody who knows what they're doing there and just go for it. So it's definitely like, it's, it's hit. There's, there are some accounts that are funner than others because you can do that. And there are some accounts that we work on that are like very well known. So it's like, it doesn't matter who I respond to on social media from this account, they're going to, fr- people are like, Oh my God, so-and-so uh, tweeted at us. Um, so that's kind of cool. And like, we've had some, I, we've actually had some recent things uh, lately where we like have engaged some celebrities on Twitter and like things have gone viral. So it's, it's, it's an interesting space to be in, but it's also like a very like uh, brain share, mind share consuming space to be in and like toxic space to be in since this yes. whole pandemic and like the a, a lot of the protests around the country have happened like where just looking at that and seeing the messages uh, for any account I would say any social media manager right now is is just like very under like a lot of duress in their everyday job
2: yeah cuz you definitely don't want to say something wrong now
5: right, so
1: right. total sense <laughs> right so, in terms of saying something wrong or like accidentally tweeting something personal from the wrong account, do you have like a separate phone that you use that's like a work phone that's logged into Twitter on all these accounts and like on your personal phone, you're not logged into it? Hey, cause where God, Ty's coming I from,
3: I already know it. Like, we, we just have like, we just have the,
1: the four beers pod. And also I actually, I actually our, and I've,
3: I've, well, i, I noticed
1: time. I did it I did it Sunday night. I tweeted it. I tweeted <laughs> something that I thought I was tweeting from my account and I looked. I thought about it. And I'm like, I was logged into four beers. Like I'm gonna go. <laughs> if you make that slip that up. Quick. Like if
3: you make that slip up for a company and just Oh, I guess it could be disastrous. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, so no, I use my personal phone. I'll let you guys see I'll let you guys I'm not gonna announce these accounts, but these are these are right. the ones that I have like pulled up here. Those Damn. are like the national yeah. official. Yeah, those
2: are some big logos you flashing. Cool. Yeah. That
5: Chuck and Jay logo—that's huge. Yeah,
3: dude. Uh, yeah.
2: The
5: biggest one, <laughs> but no. So, like, especially when I first started this this job, um, I was on I was on not as big of those accounts, but some of the, some other accounts, and where I like, and I was using my personal phone, and like, things happen so fast in social media, and things are needed done or whatever. And it was like, all right, you have to remember this isn't the end of the world if this doesn't get done right now. But I didn't realize that. And so I was just trying to do everything as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. I ended up with people's ads on other people's accounts. I had freaking the word, I, word spelled wrong on stuff. I had, a, I, had a, I had a tumultuous first year in this position. <laughs> it's a
1: big Dude, learning it's a lot Dude, of
3: juggle. I, I honestly can't yeah. imagine. Like, I'm just thinking about managing two, three accounts. But then you you had, like, a list there. Fuck mm. that. Like, that is, that that has to be, you have to be very certain where you're at and what you're doing. Well, not even that. Just at your all drunk
2: times. phone control has to be so on point. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, you, like, you come home and you're, like, off. laying down and be like, that girl had a fat ass. And you tweeted that, you know, now from, like, I don't know, nationwide. Or you you just, just tweeted that girl had a fat shit. ass.
5: That's probably yeah, not what I, mean, I would. T- I probably would never tweet that. Thank God.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that was one hell of an example, Gu. Yeah,
5: <laughs> right. I mean, that's a personal problem Goose I would have. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, but, no, I, it does come with it. Like you just have to, especially remember, like when you do go out and you and you drink or you're having fun or something. Like I'm, I'm very, uh, like limited on my phone. I usually don't get on the the phone as much, so. I, I in my college days I probably was on my phone all the time doing crazy stuff but it, when it, with all the danger that could happen on my phone right now I usually leave it alone.
1: Yeah. That was going to be something else I asked too is like how do you manage like time between like okay now I'm on my phone for work but if I want to be on my phone for like do you just like throw your phone down now that you're that's part of your job like once you get like off hours you're just like I'm done with this I'm not paying attention to what's online.
4: Yeah,
5: I mean usually there uh... As being in social media, you have to like you always have to like be alert and keep pop up with memes and all that stuff. Keep up with memes, know what all that stuff means, and if you don't, you're behind. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like at the end of my workday, like I'm I'm rarely on my phone. Luckily, we pay for software that aggregates our client a, a lot of our clients' social media profiles into one software, oh. so I can go to this. Uh, Sprout is what it's called, and I can go to this app and I can access all their social media platforms—LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter—for each brand sure. via this thing. So that's really nice to have. Um, so but yeah, it's it's I, it's definitely hard to like separate work and, and life sometimes. Where you're like, oh, like, or or I'll or I'll do something for work, and then I'll go into my own stuff and be looking at it and be like, oh my god, like I gotta finish this stuff for work. Like get off with my own stuff. Right.
0: I was thinking about the mindset because you were saying how each has a different strategy, so you have to get a different mindset for each company that you're tweeting from, yeah, or totally. or posting whatever.
5: Totally, like it's like a that's kind of what I do. Like so, when a new person comes from comes into social media at our company, I usually like because I didn't come from an agency life where I used to work at a just like a a, a one single entity corporate job, so all I had to do was think about that company. But now when I have to think about other companies, you definitely have to like, especially when you're new, slow it down first of all, and be like, okay, I'm gonna put on this hat. Like that's how I imagine it is I put on this hat, and then I'm like, okay, I, I got to put on this hat now. Like I'm I'm this company now. I'm this company. That's funny. You're that's almost
1: just... you're almost giving yeah. yourself multiple personality disorders. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah oh, totally. I'll <laughs> say totally. the my I mean, favorite hard, Twitter account is Wendy's. They're so sarcastic and they're just yeah. like. Almost brutally mean of people. <laughs> Are
3: there any other ones out there like Wendy's that you know of? I mean, obviously you would know better than us. Maybe they're good follows.
5: Yeah, oh, some great follows. Denny's is effing hilarious. Uh, they're like, Denny's. like, you, you should be like, what the hell, Denny's? Um, <laughs> this company, Slim Jim,
1: Slim Jim is pretty active on Instagram. Oh, always I haven't followed them before.
5: A lot of those, a lot of those companies, like they do a really good job. I wonder how much some of these Twitter people get paid because they like they incite a ton of people. But like, um, Steakem, so they they sell like frozen meat steaks. Mm-hmm, yes. They're yeah. they're like, uh, they're like a Twitter god. Like everybody <laughs> copies whatever the Steakem person does.
3: That's fun. 'em. I'm go- stake him. I'm literally like just following ones right now. Watch it. It's just some
2: thirteen year old kid that just was actually <laughs> given access to his dad's phone. <laughs>
5: there's no way it's nah. actually a thirteen year old kid though, because there's some like stake 'em posts some woke ass shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not being biased, but Indians Twitter, as far as like major league sports has always been oh, yeah. a top follow too. And, and they had a guy that moved on. I don't know where he went to, but they had a guy a couple of years ago that was every, every other MLB team was doing what Indians Twitter was doing. And they got a, a new person. Um, and they, they picked up pretty well on it. It's, it's not the old guy. I mean, he, he finally like showed his face after he's done and it was incredible, but um, I had another question about how, like, do you find yourself getting lost and understanding the next in thing? So like all the, the TikTokers, and like the younger crowd, like how to fit in. There's so much stuff I see on social media nowadays that I find myself lost and I don't understand. So yeah. How do you, how do you go through that?
5: Well, I mean, like, luckily I'm not alone in this game and I work, the people that I work with, like they're. They're way smarter and cooler than I am. <laughs> and they keep me, they keep me informed and like know, uh, like that when I don't know something, I know that I can go to these people and they do. Um, the company that I work for, like most of the people are pretty hip to what's going on in the world. Um, and so when one person doesn't know, we're all, we use Slack. Um, that's and great. so that's kind of like it, it, it's, it's out of control how much we slack. Uh but it's also like I can go if there's breaking news or something new in Twitter or TikTok or a new meme, somebody's posting about it in there. So it's just like it's wild like the amount of information that I get from just the people that I work with.
1: I'm imagining like a like a meeting at the place I work at where seven of us enter a room and one person explains the new meme and what's going on behind <laughs> it. <laughs> and it then we the all walk out and now now we know thing. what it now we know what a means. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Ties an
3: engineer, so that that would be like that would be like a PowerPoint with some detailed oh, yeah, like, explanations. Smart maybe
1: a whiteboard there word, to like word you know, origins. Definitely yep. word origins. <laughs> this is <laughs> Middle English. So this
2: comes from Greek, and it's originally <laughs> yeah.
5: That's actually what so it's like, like sometimes uh, explaining like a meme. Like like, hey, we think you should hop on this meme. Here's what it means. <laughs> So I have a question in
1: in relation to that. What's the who's the oldest person you work with that manages a Twitter account or like a, a social media account? Oh, uh, probably me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though, because I, I, it's definitely a young man's like job. You can't be like sixty five. I'm I'm picturing like someone's grandpa or like their dad, like well, Jordan's I, dad, on on a social media account trying I see, I see. to run a Twitter.
5: Most of the, most of the people that I work with are women. Um, uh, there's only two, there's only three men at my company. There's, there's 27 people. Um, so there's a lot of women behind the social media accounts as well. Um, huh. that are just like super, and they're, they're the ones feeding me the ideas. So like,
0: it's pretty wild. So you guys get statistics based off of the stuff that's sent out, right? Like the views and the, the outreach that it, it got to do you guys have the, like those okay so what's what's like the highest thing that you sent out personally like that got to x number of people
3: oh the best thing um without giving away whoever whatever client
0: this was for yeah well yeah, okay, you can just so, say like a, a number of pe- people that viewed it or something
5: yeah totally i mean like so probably the most viral thing I ever did wasn't for a client. It was just something I did myself with a buddy. We did, we, I'll, t- I'll say for a client, it's probably like, like likes, retweets, replies, shares. It was probably like, I don't know, a thousand, fifteen hundred or so. Um, but I did a long time ago. So I used to do the way I got into social media was that I did YouTube with a buddy of mine. Um, and we did, but like he he got into it early on as a gamer, streaming Call of Duty, and commentating on it. And he was in U- YouTube super early on that he got tons of subscribers. He had like eighty thousand, hundred thousand subscribers. Um, and he paid for his he paid for his school, his college, doing that. That's insane. Um, yeah, and then so we, I started my own YouTube page where I was making real comedy videos, and I had like ten thousand subscribers, um, which was dope um but we did a lot of collaboration videos where we would comment on different video games and so there's a youtube video out there called the scariest video game in the world or a scariest game in the world it might be it and it has like a couple mil um views on youtube <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous Damn. um but yeah so Damn, we've wow. I've hit some i've hit some big stuff before it's 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 kind of hard. You have to be, like, super... Like, the stuff that you put so much time into never goes the way you want it to. It's always this
3: shit that you're just like... That's meh. insane. Yeah. That's Just to think.
0: Just, so, did you get money numbers, back from even... that? Because from YouTube, do you get money back for that?
5: You do. You do when you do that. Um, I never... I never saw any of that money. It wasn't like a ton <laughs> of money though. Like he, it was his channel is his thing. We did some things yeah. together and I was never like, Oh, you should give me the money for that. Cause it was never that much. Like I, I know how right, much right. I make for like a Spotify play and it's like a fraction of a cent. So it's the same thing for a YouTube video. I would make some money on my channel too, but it was like every couple months I'd get a hundred dollars. Yeah. just
0: some awesome. beer. Right That's here. still a I decent take, amount. I take that. Yeah. yeah. For a side thing, you know. I mean, yeah, no one's yeah. given us
3: any money <laughs> yet. <laughs> hey, Not yet.
1: Yet, yet. We're uh, in the hole with all these mics, especially me. Mine doesn't fucking work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I've got like one more question about this: the, the social media thing is, do they like do the companies like sit you down, and well, I guess I, I can imagine that you might have a boss here that kind of overviews you and a lot of your people, or maybe you're the boss. And I'm just sitting here thinking of like a performance review. Like, mm. oh man, you were just weren't funny enough on Twitter. And that's like the <laughs> performance review. Or like, you know, you know what I mean? Or you weren't clever enough. Like, damn, that's like shit. That it's almost like someone reviewing how creative you are in a way. I mean, is yeah. that how it works or am I just way wrong?
5: No, I mean like I I can't speak for all agencies or things like that. And like it is kind of like at the, at the agency that I work at, there's not a performance review that's like that where they're like, you didn't do good enough here. You didn't get enough engagements here. It might be like that with the client. Like they might be like, Oh, like it seems like we're trending downwards every month with the amount of engagements that we're getting or something like that. Cause we do like fill out a, we create a report and try to show these people, these clients, how much value that we're bringing to their business. So I do try to show the value that we're bringing. Um, Basically, my performance review is like if those people, if the clients are unhappy, then that's when I'm probably in trouble. That makes sense. The performance review like internally via the company, though, them judging me is like, I don't know, am I good? It's more cultural, you know, like, am I a good coworker?
3: Am I getting shit done? Definitely. That make, okay. That makes sense. That would and it right. would be it would be kind of fucked up if someone were like, yeah, you just you just,
1: you're not creative enough. Like, I don't <laughs> well. And a lot of those accounts though aren't trying to be funny; they're just trying to get their information out. So sure. maybe yeah. Really yeah. it's just in terms of accuracy of the information you're putting out of what. Yeah, they exactly. There's
5: it's not all like comedy is a great way to get your stuff viral and seen by people on social media, but like you like exactly like you're saying. There's I have accounts that aren't funny accounts like i have a non-profit that helps out the city of columbus like they're not trying to make jokes they're trying to like promote inclusivity
3: yep that makes sense
5: yeah but so then that goes back to the the wearing the hats where like if i got a restaurant (laughs) account that's trying to do funny shit and then i'm like okay now i need to talk about racism like (laughs) you're like oh my god
3: yeah you can't make a slip up there Holy shit Wow. I, I It would be almost nice if Twitter could make you like, uh, and you would probably hate this, but like you would have to like type, <laughs> I would need, I would need this like verify that, oh, I'm, I am going into Twitter for this company. Here's my password yeah. for this company. <laughs> like, dude, I would almost want that because I would be so scatterbrained and not be able to, to keep up with it all. That would actually be really nice. Be like, are you
5: sure that you want to log into X company?
1: Right. I mean, that, that's, I'd, I'd love that's, that. I think that's Herm Edwards' thing that he came up with years ago on, like, Mike and Mike, that just... The don't, don't press, press send.
3: send. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was then he'd never get anything you. done if he never pressed send. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: You see all those ones that, like, uh the drunk thing to unlock your phone and ask you some, like, math question or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: well,
2: I'm too drunk to answer my phone, so...
1: <laughs> that would be that'd be good too for just just stupid people that don't need to be you need to learn media. math you can't yeah.
2: do math you can't well, tweet i I mean I think the basis was you took you took okay too bring it you took some questions it judged your base level of mathematics and it would ask you a question that you couldn't Got answer you. it <laughs> yeah you able beat that one with stick what goose
0: <laughs> <What? laughs> just leaking comments all
2: over
1: the place. <laughs> well
0: whatever. Fuck. Alright, before we wrap this up, James, uh what are, plug your stuff. Like how can we find uh the music stuff? Like how can people follow it, listen?
4: Yep,
5: for sure. Um so you can you can find us on any music outlet that you listen to music at at Chuck and J. So it's Chuck Ampersand J. Um and then we're on Instagram, so Chuck underscore J and underscore j um yeah that's really that's the only thing i'd really plug I, I probably wouldn't plug anything else we'll
3: try to we'll try to throw a link in the uh i'll write that down i'll throw a link in the uh description of the episode so that way uh people can maybe just navigate to the link to maybe your instagram and maybe some of your uh, most recent stuff or maybe yeah, just I- you on spotify i think i can link to you as an artist on spotify probably
5: That'd be dope. Yeah, I would just say like follow if you follow us on Spotify, that's like the biggest the biggest deal because then you'll get our. Uh, if you're a Spotify fanatic like me, you'll check your release radar on Friday, and you might see one of our songs in your release radar.
0: Sick, absolutely.
3: Thanks we for having to, me, uh, guys. This was dope. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah I I appreciate you, you gone for gone
0: coming back. on too. Yeah, yeah. First this, this was.
3: This was yeah first interview. I think went
2: couldn't have gone better.
3: Swimmingly.
0: You set a high precedent for any interviews to come, for sure. Yeah, everybody else is (laughs)
2: fucked. Everybody is (laughs) fucked.
3: I mean, we just did like almost 80 minutes worth of, uh, or something like that. Good content. It It really was
0: good content. It was a good conversation throughout. Yeah, you
5: guys do this after every episode. you would pat ourselves on the back for how sweet it was. Yeah, actually, yeah, for sure.
4: we do. kind
3: of, kind of. It's yeah. that's Before so for each episode.
0: Usually in text form. Like, oh, I love it. Dude, that that when the next day, somebody was re-listening so to it, and awesome. it sounded so good.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. That's, uh, that's but I was how like, how you
5: goes. should leave this in there and be like, yeah, like, all right, episode's over. Dang, you guys, we did awesome. <laughs> dude,
3: I, if I went back to the original audio of every single one of our episodes, especially in the beginning, oh, God. I, could have, I could have spliced out every single time that we said, dude, guys, like it was someone different every time. it would be like, dude, guys, that was actually dude, like that the was best so one so yeah, That was good. Like, that was really good. I thought it was great. Oh, great point. That's a good point <laughs> in the podcast. Dude, I really thought oh, we did man. that well.
1: There's usually there's usually like twenty minutes post and pre like segment where we're just yeah. riffing and
3: it. Yeah. Sometimes it gets too much where it's like guys, yeah. we we gotta crank out the rest of the topics, kind of a thing. And yeah,
0: stop,
2: just stop jerking each other off here. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
5: yeah. No, this is sweet how you guys do it too. I've I've done a couple of podcasts before, and I've never done it with this. Uh, House Party app, and then on the on the phone with Anchor is like, this is a
1: breeze. Being, yeah. being yeah. able to see somebody is big in terms of like knowing yeah. when and when it's not your time to talk. So absolutely, it just feels it's, better. It's too. crazy
5: how it syncs up. This is like it's syncing up really well. It's, al- it's yeah, almost it's a better. little lag,
3: but it's pretty good. But like if yeah. you do just House Party and you do audio through House Party, it's worse than if yeah. you do your audio through Anchor and your video through House. But some Which for pitch, some reason, pitch. Anchor
2: just goes faster. And well, I don't think so House makes, Party can handle the bandwidth. Probably.
3: Yeah. And so it somehow works out better. Also, House Part or Anchor is just a kick-ass way to record podcast. Is super simple, super easy. Yeah. But, this is tight. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for thanks for yeah, joining thank us. Thank you for being on. Thanks for thanks for having a beer with us. Or yeah, for real. Are you guys gonna watch any football?
1: Uh, yeah. I've
3: got YouTube Gotta TV on, on it right over here.
1: It's in, sure. Yeah, it's on in the background. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching.
5: I gotta go there. sign up. I gotta go watch the eight fantasy teams I signed up for this year
1: because. <laughs> well, we don't, want, we don't want to hear about any of them. That's not our <laughs> thing. <on this> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's great. All right, dude. Well, all right. we'll we'll probably have you on again, but uh, until then, it's been great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, James. You, man. Cheers, Thanks, James. please you. all